Hey, it's Dan Harmon from Harmontown. I want to tell you about an exciting new podcast coming to Feral Audio called Launch Left. Rain, Phoenix, and Moon Zappa are going to interview extraordinary minds, mavericks, and pioneers in their fields. This season, Launch Left is going to celebrate nonconformists like Michael Stipe, Shepard Ferry, Spike Jones, Mario Batali, and many others. And those guests are also going to spotlight their favorite left-of-center emerging artists. So listen and subscribe now at feralaudio.com slash left, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can do it however you want, man. That's the nonconformist part. Feral Audio. Introduction provided by Barry Brown at Channel One, the Barry Brown Showcase. I believe also featuring Scientist yeah. and uh, just a lot of really good people. Could be the Roots Radix bands band there. That was Movements of Dub, uh, the dub off of Movements of Jaw. We all know Jaw, buddy old pal. 
Uh, here we are on Twisting the Wind. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's been a it's been a bit since I touched down on the Delta Dream here with you, and uh, just trying trying actively to get out of my head, which is sort of like diving down lower in a pool when you're trying to breathe, right? Trying, I'm actively trying to get out of my head. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's, I suffer from uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. I think we all do, right? It's hard. It's hard to, yeah. hard to, it's hard to jink that. Jink that um. See, I would have had a great sentence there because jink is a great word. J-I-N-K. People think it's a racial, racial slur, but just because it rhymes with another racial slur doesn't mean it is one. That's how it works. It's a whole, something I learned from playing Chuck Yeager's Air Combat back in the day on a Mac. On a, on, a, on, a old, on a good old Mac, a good old, good old good Mac, a good old overpowered home computer that I didn't know how to use that well, but I didn't know how to go to American Online and I played Chuck Yeager's Fair Combat, and which Chuck Yeager, if you don't know, maybe it's Chuck Yeager, I think it's Chuck Yeager though, but he's a fighter pilot, uh, I used to fly a P-51 airplane, great airplane, I think he flew, flew a P-47 maybe a little bit, he was, he's a great pilot, 2010 Vision. That's what I learned about 2010. Was uh, Chuck Yeager? Yeah, he um, yeah, he taught me about having eyesight that's better than good, better than better than acceptable. Because I have better than acceptable eyesight. I can see further. Maybe I used to. I don't know about it anymore. It's been a long time since I had these peepers checked out. Because I didn't I haven't been in school in a long time. That's typically where they check your peepers. But Chuck Yeager, yeah, he taught me about. Jink. You gotta jink the, uh, it's an air, air combat maneuver. You, it's a, a jink. J-I-N-K, you jink. You can look it up. It's a great word. Uh, it's, you can be like, oh, what's up? Oh, hey, hey, is David around? Oh, man, dude. I've been trying to, I've been trying to jink his bad vibes since Tuesday when he brought over that fucking van and parked it on David's grass. Wait, did I just use the same person to do the, yeah, there's two Davids. David, David hates David, which is kind of ironic, man, because if you think about it, we're all the same. And we really are all the same because uh, we're all just the same. You know, like that Guided by Voices song, Buzzards and Dead Dreadful Crows, when he says, did you really think you were the only one? Well, I was driving on the freeway. Actually, I was driving on the under the freeway on a, on a surface road, but it feels like a freeway because it's so wide, you know. <laughs> And uh, I was thinking about how that lyric is like, man, that's a real good lyric because it makes you realize anytime you're thinking about some bullshit like, oh, me, oh, my, oh, boo-hoo, oh, my daddy, oh, my mommy, oh, my poo-poo, oh, the way this nut cracked when I tried to crack this nut and the way the nut, the machete slipped and cracked my thumb like a nut and now I don't got no left thumb because I was dumb because I did a shetty in a way that was not careful when I went camping at Big Sur. Um... Anytime you're thinking like that, because that's true with me, I lost my left thumb at camping at Big Sur from a machete accident. <laughs> you got to think like, man, did you really think you were the only one who had an accident with a machete while camping? No, you're probably, maybe you're the only one that day who has your name, who's you. Yeah, but man, you're not the only one who's struggling with those poo-poo blasts. You're not the only one. That's what's so cool about... Hey, I couldn't help but notice you kind of just dropped that character. Yeah, I did. I just dropped it out. Um, is that okay with you, Donnie? Yeah, man. You know, um, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to pick up 
uh, the pieces, sort of fill in the gaps when you want me to. Okay, great. Well, let's just keep it that way, okay? Cool. Yeah, man. Um, but honestly, when you're doing that character, you should have been doing it in this voice the way I'm talking right now. Because that story you just told was typically a Donnie Jeff Goat style story. Because it involves um, dudes, uh, camping, bros, and stuff. Uh, I'm sorry, Donnie. Look. I'm a stand-up comic. Um, a stand-up comic, okay? I'm a stand-up comic. I'm a stand-up guy. I can be, and I just wanted to do that at that time. So I guess I'll look at these images of a brick wall and punish myself. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for being here on Twisting the Wind. This is a real exceptional place to be right now uh, for me, for you, everybody. Um, that harkens back to something I said once in a commercial that I'll probably play in the interstitial zone of this episode in which I say that in a similar tone. I just remembered I said that tone. So uh, what else is going on? I'm trying to quit uh, vaping e-cigs because <laughs> I'm not actually a smoker, but I've taken up the habit of smoking an e-cigarette I bought at a gas station in some outside of some fucking ship, ship balls. And you know what I bought? It. I actually bought it in a... I'll tell you this little story. This is a good little story. And then we'll get into the meat of the episode. Unless you consider this to be the meat of the episode. Because I've I've heard some uh, one-on-one... I've heard some... I've talked to some people in person. And they've been like, Hey, you know what I like? Is that the meat at the top. I like a t- sandwich that's top-heavy meat. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, good. Because I feel it too. Um... Uh, Vaping e-cigarettes. Let me just first say that starting on the 23rd of September, I'll be in Toronto, Canada, doing a number of shows as a part of the JFL 42, which is just four laughs, 42, 42 meaning 42 acts, not 42 people, 42 acts, and I am number, I'm not number one, I am one number of those acts. I don't have a pairing. I'm not uh, going as twisting the wind. I'm just Johnny Pemberton in Toronto, one of one of the great cities of the north. Maybe a stronghold, maybe a bastion, maybe a, a citadel, maybe a fortress, maybe a a high point, maybe a Zagat guide double folder, maybe a hot button issue in terms of who gets what when you're there if you're on the thing that gets you the get the thing that you would get if you get stuff when you're there. Tarana. Tarana Tarana. Home of the Raptors. Home of the Zappers. Home of the Shifty Ho Dunk motherfucking bumpkin non-licking crappers. I made it up. That's not real. That's just it's like a spoken verse rhyme. Either way I'll be in Tarana for five days, maybe six days, trying to see if there's any living reggae legends that will meet me and let me talk to them with a microphone or just just share and just bask in their in their former reggae presence. Uh, idea would be Jackie Me Too, who I believe is dead. Idea would be Wayne McGee, who I believe is past. There's probably some more around there. Uh, if you know of any living reggae legends who currently take residence in Toronto, I'd be interested in talking to a young, very polite white man of average build. Uh, that would be me. Hit me up at twistingthewind at gmail.com. Otherwise, that's all I want to know. <laughs> well, I want to know other stuff, but that's all I want to know in terms of Toronto. Uh, you, can, you can tell me where to eat. You can tell me. Oh, yeah, man, this is bad. This is 
maximum reggae restaurant over on the side up the north but back where the water is here now seeing rasta control this here planting control this here now oxtail control this here now greenery juice connection sky juice 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 if you got that for me i'll take that too uh but otherwise i'm gonna be doing lots of comedy shows i, I implore your your attendance I almost, uh, I almost had a rather, a Dan rather, that was rather, rather in its quality of R smush rolling. Implore your attendance. I implore, uh, who the fuck would ever say implore your attendance? Implore, what a, implore already is just a word that no one uses because it's got that fucking, you have to like swallow a marbled implore, implore, um, are you choking? No, I was trying to pronounce the word implore, implore. I implore your attendance. <laughs> implore. I implode. I implode your fucking expendence, expenditures if you have them. Come on out. It'll be super fun. Uh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it because I'm not going to. I'm in a current mood, a current state of mind right now where I'm straight fucking blasting in terms of stand up. I don't give a fruit. I don't give a fruit about the duck. I'm straight blasting. I promise every show will be blasting regardless of any sort of negative vibage in the frontal zones or anything. I'm straight blasting. I'm blasting past sipping ass out of can cup gas. <laughs> oh, I'm sipping ass out of cast cups, mugs. Oh, wow, that's my new uh, that's my new ringtone right there. Uh, so the story about the e-cig. So I'm on tour with Duncan Trussell. Uh, I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, how that was just the best thing ever. It was super fun. Duncan is... You know, what, what can you say? If you don't know Duncan, if you're listening to this podcast unaware of my friend Duncan, Duncan Trussell is a uh, podcaster himself. Um, to say that is to, is to say a, 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 a river is wet. <laughs> uh, but we went on this tour together. And uh, one show, there was one show that wasn't the best. All the shows were outstanding. We were fucking sold out, amazing, really great. Just like not even, not even, I'm not even saying that to say that because you, when you don't have to lie, you don't have to lie. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, lie, I lie in the bed that I smoked in on that day. But uh, they were just great. But one of them in particular was a little bit off for, sometimes there's just like a weird, there's a tombstone shadow on your brain. And that's happened. Uh, sometimes, a lot of times, it happens because you get fucking funky, pent up, conservative, cum guzzling motherfuckers who are crowding your view and inhibiting your ability to perform with ease in terms of the way your mind speaks through your body in a wind-twisted fashion, and that causes an interference that causes a sort of slight negative energy that's not impossible. It's just difficult to overcome. And especially if you're in a state of exhaustion, maybe Adderall withdrawal, anything like that. So all that being said, show was, uh, I, I didn't enjoy my experience there. Uh, next thing though, that's not to say that I didn't enjoy my experience. I just didn't enjoy what I presented, which makes me like a, um, like a very small human judge myself. Like, Oh, why'd you do that? You so bad, Pemberton. <laughs> I don't want to talk about God. Oh, that was a terrible accent. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, you know, you, you know, no, yo. So that happened. 
And uh, in addition to being exhausted, dealing with sort of a, a mild personal crisis that is neither a crisis... Well, it's not, I guess it is mild. It's less than mild. It's because it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? You're in and out. Who gives a fuck about these these uh, conservative... Um, you know what they were? They're fucking rednecks. <laughs> I always forget that. There's a, there's a time and a place to use the word redneck. I don't get to use it as much anymore living in California, especially in Los Angeles. But, man, these were some fucking straight-up rednecks. The worst kind of redneck. Not the kind that take you alligator hunting in the middle of the night and sell you ecstasy at a keg party. These are like rednecks like, you gotta go to church and you're gonna get fucking damnation. You gotta fin- finish your hot dog, mar- marine. Fucking, did you not say that word in the Savior's house? That kind of redneck. But it, and smoking, smoking rednecks. So that was sort of like a, a thing, like a, a moment of a psychic interference. And the next day, I was still kind of bummed, right? I don't know why. I was bummed because I was like ruminating on these things, trying to be like a, trying to be a thinker, trying to think through, trying to solve it with my intellect, which is always, you always know you're in a bad spot when you're trying to intellectualize yourself out of a corner. That means you're, ugh, that's just the dumbest thing. I don't even want to even say an analogy for that because I don't have one to say. I don't have an intellectualized comment to intellectualize the the very the thing that I'm talking about. There you go. I think I just made my point. But um, next day, we're driving to the next venue, the last, uh, I think it's our last show or something like that. And uh, I'm tired, man. I'm fucking beat. Just couldn't sleep the night before because I was encumbered by rage. Literally. <laughs> no, I wasn't literally encumbered by rage, but I guess literally I was because rage is not a thing, right? Rage doesn't exist. It's a it's an idea. So uh, you could be literally encumbered by rage because it's it's ethereal. So I was encumbered in the sense, yeah, uh, I was I was stricken with rage and I couldn't sleep till like four a.m. Also, just because all this other you know, it's hard to sleep in a, in a shit place. And uh, the next day, I was feeling shitty, still ruminating on this crap. We um, listened to some uh, cool, cool spoken word stuff in the car, did some talking, took a nice long meditation and a nap, and then I woke up. And we switched driving, and something all of a sudden, just fucking the light of jaw just fucking shone out of the sky, and I was anointed with a brilliant happiness that it hasn't happened to me in a long time. There's something about that. I, I sometimes feel like that uh, having a real funk, having a real cloud on you for a good 23 hours is kind of a good thing. It's kind of a good thing. Cause when you fucking springboard out of that shithole, whoo! It is the lick of my spoon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Seriously, it was. Uh, I felt so good. Went to that truck stop, bought like five different beverages. Oh, I was going nuts. I was flipping over. I was like a coin flipping in the air. Bought myself a little monkey that makes a sound. I didn't even know it made a sound. I bought it. I bought it without even knowing it made a sound to give to my girlfriend, which basically is just giving something to the dog because it's a plush toy, so it's the dog's, and which is just as good. Giving a gift for the dog to my girlfriend is like giving it to... doesn't matter. You get it. But also, then also, point of purchase. I'm a big old fan of making point of purchase purchases when you're in that mood. Because I'm just like, this is fun. This is the whole point. I'm going to, you know what? You laid this trap out. You laid a retail trap out for me. I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to pay it forward by 
jumping right into your fucking retail tiger trap and buying a point of purchase e-cigarette, a disposable e-cigarette with approximately 2,000 puffs, or I don't know how many fucking puffs it's got. But either way, I did it. I was happy about it because there's something about smoking nicotine before you do stand-up comedy that really... I don't, I'm not, I ain't, I ain't kidding y'all. I'm talking about for real. It puts you in a good state of mind. It's something about it. Just gets you in that spot where you know you can feel good. Your blood's pumping. Your blood pressure rises up and you're just ready to rain down upon people. The message of the Lord, the Lord God, satanic savior, demi-god, neutrality of multiple factions of hell, fire, smoking, heaven, motherfucking diphthong, dick trick, fucking suck a that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, fast forward today, I still got this e-cigarette puffing around, and I'm driving home last night from someplace. I'm just puffing on this fucking e-cig like I'm a smoker. I'm not a smoker. I've never been a smoker. I tried to start smoking when I was in high school. God, I wanted to start smoking. I wanted so badly to let, to be able to be a smoker so I could like hang out with the cool kids who were all sexy and shit, you know? And didn't have to worry about running to a bathroom to shit because their bowel was filled with colitis. I wanted to steal cigarettes, but I couldn't. And I've tried my... I, I've smoked... I dabble. I smoke a little... A hand rolly once in a while because it's fun. It's a meditative act. It's uh, relaxing. Maybe throw a little bit of hashish in there and really get it, get it Moroccan, as we say, as we'd actually, as we've never said. Um, so now I'm dealing with this. I think I may have a nicotine addiction, um, a slight light nicotine. Actually, I probably don't have a nicotine addiction. I'm probably just full of shit because I, I feel bad all the time because uh, I don't eat right. And <laughs> that's not true. But either way, I've been smoking this fucking thing like I'm a smoker and I'm not. So I don't want to throw it away, but I definitely do want to stop smoking it just because, oh, it's fun to suck on something and blow out a thing. You're right. You know, that's, you got to admit that doing this. I just did it. God, I just fucking took a puff of that e-cig. Well, there you go. Story and a half. Poo Poo Blast McGee, Jackson Tree. I'm going to get somebody on the horn, and we'll just see where we'll be, okay? You got it? Thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind. Please subscribe. Please rate and review. Please email at twistingthewind at gmail.com. Also, you're welcome to shop on Amazon through our Amazon portal, which is available on feralaudio.com on the Twisting the Wind page. Also, in addition to that, you should donate if you don't want to shop on the multinational conglomerate retail site called Amazon. If you don't want to contribute to their giant corporate uh, income base that does not have to pay taxes in the places that you bought it except until recently and even then that's just state tax if you don't want to contribute to that then I would suggest that you just make a fucking donation via PayPal it's secure it's easy and it's something you should do otherwise I'm going to stop the podcast or personally ban you from listening to it by firing a fucking javelin at your house or car your call may be monitored or recorded. Please stand by while we transfer your call. Thank you. 
a great day online. How can I help you? Hey, how's it going? This is Kevin. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm, I'm really good. How are you doing? I'm good. How can I help you? Um, okay, so I got this issue here with um, with the shampoo I got. It's a shampoo. Okay. Uh, it's a pure formants. It's pure dash formants. Okay. Uh, it's exfoliating shampoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they also call it shampooing exfoliant. Exfoliant. Okay. I don't know. There's a, there's a, is there a difference between those two? Is it beta men's? Yeah, it says exfoliating shampoo and shampooing exfoliant. Like those seem like they're just the same words that are just they ones. They are. It's right. They are the same. Okay, and it also says for scalp and hair, and uh, uh, some words I don't know. Pour less shavu, and et le. Uh, I don't know, Chewer uh, Chevelu. Uh, um, yeah, that's just that's just Spanish. Oh no, it's not, is it? Uh huh. Oh my God. Okay. It's a different language on the bottle. That's a different language. Uh huh. Oh my God. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was the same. Because um, it's the same uh, same font, and it's right next to each other. It just looks like a sentence. It just looks like. <laughs> no, it's just a different. It's a different um, language, that's all. So the whole thing is, or just the part that... Which part of it's a different language? It's the second, like, the second part that you pronounced. Okay. Uh, hair? Is hair... Is that the same no, or different? That, no, that's not. Okay. How do they say hair in, the, uh, in Spanish? I have no idea. Okay, well, um, that's... Wow. Whew, you know, you learn something new every day. That's great. Um... <laughs> I guess I would explain the numbers, too, at the bottom. There's a number, uh, 6.7, I think it's fluid ounces. Mm -hmm, That's just letting you know what the size is. Yeah, there's also another one here that's OZ Lick. Please don't get no hair, Marcia. Do you know what that is? That would be ounces or liter. Oh, my God, okay. Oh, it's all the same thing, I get it. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, um... Well, that that helps out, but but what I'm really calling about is, um... So, I got this... Shampoo on recommendation from my friend Kate. Uh, do you know Kate? Kate Berlant? I, I don't. Okay. I'm, just a lot of people know her. She's got, I mean, when she tells you something about your hair, you listen. You know what I mean? She's got, uh, she's got locks. Um, so I got this in the airport and, uh, cause I remembered I was traveling back home and I just remembered, um, that she had mentioned this, that Kate, um, Kate Berlant had mentioned that this is a good thing because she, she, her hair uh, is so long and I think that she probably must exfoliate. Well, she does exfoliate. Um, so I got in the airport and I've been using it. I got to say it smells amazing. Have you smelled this one before? The, it's a the Beta Men's Performance Exfoliating Shampoo. Yeah, Men's Pure Performance Exfoliating Shampoo, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have smelled it before. Oh, my God. I mean, mm-hmm. do you make a cologne of this or no? No, we do not. Uh, can I give you a business tip? Sure. Have a cologne of this. <laughs> I'll definitely pass that along. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but my big thing here is that, um, so I'm washing my hair with it. love the way it smells, love the way it feels. But I noticed that there's some of these, I, th- I believe they're exfoliating balls that are in there. Okay. They're little white, little white balls. They're about the size of a, 
Uh, have you ever uh, seen that that stuff, Nickelodeon Floam? It's like it's yes, a, I know exactly. What yeah, Floam. It's that product that came out after Gak. There's like little styrofoam balls in there. It's like the size of a Floam ball, and the little white balls they're in there. And the problem is, I wash and wash and rinse and rinse and scrub and scrub and do it all over again, but I still, I'll notice sometimes that there'll be like a couple of these little white balls that are in my hair, and I gotta tell you, um, this is the thing that's hard, it's embarrassing, is that those little white balls, if you think about it, they are kind of the same shape and color as like, um, you know, how when people get, when they get knits. No. You know, like lice knits? I don't want to okay. say that. Yeah, I don't have them because I, I you know, I'm very, very clean uh, as evidenced by even buying this product, I think. Uh, and so you see these, those little, those little white exfoliation balls that are so hard to wash out. They, I mean, that's why it's embarrassing because I didn't realize this until a friend of mine, Nancy at work, she... She hangs out uh, in my cubicle a lot. You know, we're good friends. And she was like, um, Kevin, it looks like there's something in your hair here, like a little thing. And, you know, she's got kids. So she kind of was like, um, like, you know, you couldn't possibly have lice because you don't, you know, that's like a kid's, kids get that from changing. Have you tried maybe taking the shampoo and rubbing it in your hands to like dissolve them before you put that in your hair? Yes, I have. And they're hard to dis. I think that's the. They don't. They don't dissolve. Like, should I just? I mean, I I thought about getting a mortar and pestle out and bringing it in the shower. A um, little. Uh, um, I have a little one here. I got at a Mexican store. It's a. It's actually granite, so it's not traditionally Mexican. It's like a, probably more of a pharmaceutical one, but it's a little mortar. I mean, I, I don't want to have to do that. You know what I mean? Because it's such nice right. shampoo. I just don't know. Have you ever heard anything about this? Because it really looks like, it looks like you've got a a louse egg sac in your head, all from trying to exfoliate. So it's kind of ironic that you're trying to, get the, things out, and it's the things that are getting the, supposed to get the things out leave themselves, them themselves behind. Yeah, I've actually never heard of that. Did you purchase that at a location or online? I purchased it at the airport. Okay, so you purchased it at a location at the airport. Yeah, okay. in Minneapolis, um, too. And that's that's where you guys are from, if I'm right. Am I right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, let me give you our consumer care. Okay. They can probably send you out a new bottle. Okay. Um, my bigger question is, is what if that happens again with the new bottle? They can probably refund your money. Okay. If you want. It's um, a let shame. Let me give you their number. Okay. Because um, they'll be able to assist you because you purchased it at a location. Okay. Um, their number is 800. Okay. Let me just, I'm opening up my uh, my my document. Okay. Do you ever I'll wonder that, you're ready. Well, what it's going to be like in like 25 years, what our handwriting is going to look like? <laughs> I know. I never write anymore. Do you uh, write? I write. You I do? like to write. See, that's yeah, the thing. I have a journal. I write oh, my, in a journal. You do? Wow. You do it every day? Uh, not every day, but very often I do. That's such a good thing. You know, I've heard, I have friends who do that, and I feel like it's such a, um, it's so meditative. It's something that I think we all should do, but we don't, you know? Mm-hmm. And we always say, I don't have time, I don't have time. But um, my grandma used to say something. She'd say, um, no one has the time, you have to make the time, right? That's right, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. I think I, that would be good because my penmanship now it looks like looks like a chicken scratched it that was writing on another chicken. You know what I mean? It's that bad. It's like two <laughs> chickens that are trying to communicate through scratch fights. Uh, I'm ready for that uh, numero. Huh? That's okay, Spanish. It is eight hundred. Eight hundred. Eight six one six. Eight six seven six. Got it. Nope. Nope, 8616. 86216. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I hit them up and do I have to say anything? Do I have to drop your name or anything or what do I do? Hello? I'm here. I'm talking. Oh, sorry. Um, so I hit them up. Do I drop your name or do, what, what do I, is there something I'm supposed to say exactly? Um, you just let them know that you purchased it at a location and that you're using it and this is what happens and you're not sure. You know, if they could send you out another, if it's if they it's could like send a, you out another bottle. Got it. Okay. Um, and okay. do I need to like say like the product code number? I just want to have that ready. No, you can just tell them what it is. Just a men's performance okay. exfoliating shampoo. Is is there something you would recommend to try in the meantime? Like, what do you what do you do? You, do you have long hair? I do. I have long brown hair. How long is long these days? I don't even know. You know what I mean? Um, I. Let's see. I can take it and make two braids out of it, and it's still past my shoulders. What? You must have been growing yeah. that for, like, what, like 12 years or something? Um, 10, actually. I cut it my senior year of high school. Are you kidding me? I had it, I had it really short, and um, I've grown it out and haven't cut it since. You, haven't even, you don't even get the, the, the ends trimmed? Oh, yeah. I mean, I get the ends trimmed. I get it, like, trimmed in my bangs. I have, like, okay. smooth bangs. I, yeah, and I and I color my hair. So I mean, I always get it done, but I have to wow. like, cut it short. Wait, you color brown though? Yeah, I dye it brown. So what is it naturally? It's like a dirty blonde. Really? That's so funny because you know what? I have a lot of friends who would kill for a dirty blonde. It's always the case, isn't it? You have people who no one ever. Well, wants I had the- my hair really, really blonde, like platinum blonde. I used to add highlights, and then I went to. Um, I just was a rebel and dyed it dark. Okay. Yeah, that's always the case. People are always... That's always the most interesting choice is when you go dark like that with like a non, with a non-black. That's like a good... Well, so when you did that, is that hard to have the long hair? Because that's a lot of hair to manage, right? With with the dyed... With, with hair that's been treated? Um, no, I mean... I just use our Damage or Mini Daily Hair Repair because I use a straightener or oh. curling iron sometimes to get the curl. And using the shampoo and or using the Damage Remedy Daily Hair Repair, right, right, it works. Wow, that's keeps so, my hair pretty good. That makes that's bold. That's a bold move. Wow, I'm hearing like sometimes there's like a little bug crackling around in here or something. You hear that? Like a little spider is in the lines. Ugh. Ugh, that's that's distressing. Wow, I just I'm so impressed with that. I just I try to do that, but it just my hair it just like ha just throws it off like a it's like it's like you're riding a donkey that doesn't want to be ridden or something. It's the color is <laughs> so um great. Uh, so All right. Cool, cool, super cool, really cool. Uh, I'm gonna definitely get right on into that and just um 
Yeah. Really uh, let them know what, what's going on. Yeah. All righty. Well, I hope everything works out for you, and you cool. have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Keep on, keep on washing it. Great. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. Cool. I will head on out here. Oh. Okay. Is this a good position? Da 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 Oh, <laughs> old Broadway! I remember that. I'm a big fan of old Broadway. <laughs> the new mm. Broadway ain't got the same snash. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Pizzazz. All cowards. All cowards now. I'm gonna get this piece. I guess wow. yeah. We're going now. You're not. Oh my god. You don't have to. You, you can. You can. I could back. even. I could even do this. See, it's gonna get you. It's gonna uh, get you. Unreal. Right? Unreal. Just say a couple of things. Tips, and then there's taps. <laughs> but there were tops. But now, yeah. Is that price a thing? of corn has plummeted? Yeah, this is really. <laughs> this feeling sounds great. The price of corn has plummeted. <laughs> I don't know if I can wear the headphones or not. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna wear them. I feel like too much. Like I want to sing like a crazy person. Yeah, it's definitely distracting. Yeah, there you go. And then here so I'll just good. go into my layman sort of yeah. on the price of corn. Start talking. Yeah. So great. This is much more. Kate Berlant, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. So the theme is um, we're talking about um, prescription medicine and great. We're talking about things that uh, you know. You mentioned a couple of things on email that you said you wanted to talk about. Some mm-hmm. things you didn't want to talk about. Yeah. I kind of thank flipped. you for respect. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think if we, we're we're going to flip though. Okay. We're going to flop them. I appreciate great. that. So bowel health. It's all about bowel health. It's all truly about... a huge topic for me. Really? Yeah. Great. So I'll just I'll let you go. <laughs> well, you I'm know, you know what to do. I'm um I'm great now. You're good. You know, just a citrus cell. Citrus cell. You do citrus cell? I can't. I'm astonished to even say that because I always really look down on it. Yeah, I always thought it was sort of like the that real obvious choice in terms of uh, a bulk fiber former. <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> I just pop a um just sort of a, a tablet. You know, I don't do the, the powder. Don't do the powder. I, do I just powder. do along with my vitamins. I just do a um one citrus cell, and one that's really transformed cell. my reality. Yeah, because it really puts you on that path where you feel like you're like a Sherpa or something, where you're just leading this really pure life. It feels very pure. Transforms yeah. my day. I remember reading that one time in Climbing Magazine back when I was uh, 12 or 13, mm. maybe, that uh, if different types of climbers have different types of wishes. And one of them, if you're a mountaineer, your wish would be to have one bowel movement at the same time every day. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> just waking up. Just knowing that, like, you can set your watch to it. That's what those guys do back then. <sighs> well, it's for those who are empty of mind. Right. Empty of mind, full of body. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, grew up in New York. No, it's not true. <laughs> Keep See? flipping it. Yeah. Uh, I so wish. So you grew up in New York. Yes. What was that like? It was hard. Really? I'll be honest. Uh, like, difficult or hard scrabble? It was hard, okay. and then at times was difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, I, I'm grateful for my time there. Which is okay. It imposed on me a pace that I couldn't get anywhere else. Right. That 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 quick that Barbara Streisand pace. Yeah. Where it's like, I'm running. I'm just a blur of, just a flash. Medusa. Yeah. Got it. Uh, you came from New York. Yeah. You you live you moved here now. I moved here. Right. Uh, but you grew up in California. I did. Very and much so. that was, what was that experience like? Growing easy. Up in California? <laughs> Real easy, actually. So the opposite of yeah. New York? It wasn't hard? It was easy? It was, um, you know, I, I enjoyed 
being born so near the ocean, right? But not so close. I've not. It's true. I was. I was um, near the ocean. born and raised. I mean, if I wanted to run top speed from the house that I grew up in, <laughs> with top speed, I could be touching water. Yeah. In ten minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. So we're talking about you could probably run a minute mile. Mm-hmm. That's top speed. Most people's top speed is about a minute mile, unless they really don't care about getting winded. They can probably do it in what seven, eight minutes. Yeah. So. Oh, so it's less than. I think I'm only like. I think I'm five m's. What so do you mean? See, five miles. Five miles. Maybe. Well, you would run 10, 10 minutes, though. A 10-minute really run, that's probably about a mile. Okay. For most people, a 10-minute run is a mile. Oh, right. The 10-minute mm-hmm. mile. Yeah. Which I've heard about for so it's many years. Standard, it's a standard diet. It's really it works so well for a lot of people. Well, then let's bump that up to 15. A 15-minute run. Yeah, but I'm, when I say top speed, I'm... I'm abstracting my real bodily abilities. This okay. is a world in which, right? Yeah, top speed means something. It means it's now like a, my top speed, I'd break down. You would. Yeah, absolutely. Because you just don't like to run. I'm, I'm yeah. My stamina right now is very low. There, <laughs> there was about there were about ten days, maybe a couple months ago, right, where I was running. Really? And within it was, it was incredible to me, the human body, because. Within four days, my stamina, I could just, I could really do it. What, what stopped you? Well, my right knee began to have a pulsating, just a. I'm looking at it right a now. Fear, yeah. It looks fine. She looks fine yeah. externally. Right. Often that's the 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 devil's mirror. Right. Or you know. Yeah. How could something? It's like holding a candle to the back end of something that doesn't exist. It's on fire, but you can't tell. Right. Uh, the the fire doesn't know how hot it is until your ash. Yeah. Right, and that's 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 retroactive. It's so, posthumous. That was so it was hard. Okay. Is um and so also if, mostly if though it wasn't the knee, it was just the mental impossibility of facing the run. Right. <laughs> um, I think that's the big thing. That's why running is just mental, isn't it? It has nothing to do with anything else. Anything exercise I really just can't I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to really bring myself to do it because right. it so improves every it element does. of my life. It's yeah. really changes the way I I'm just it's <laughs> makes everything better. I must do it. Exercise and reading; those are the two things that Reading's... this week I'm going to change my life. Actually, okay. I I really came to that last night. This morning, okay. I woke up, felt different. I was like, "Well, today's the first day of the new life." Okay, and the new life is uh, is exercise and reading. Got my book in the car. What book? Um, well, here's the. It's called um, um wow. Um, can't remember. <laughs> I've started reading it. No, I'm trying to think of who of who wrote it. Okay, it's uh, the story of my lives. And it's um story of my lives is the name of the book. The story of my lives, yeah. Hmm. And it's this um it Ukrainian guy. Really? Believe. Okay. And um, how'd you hear about this book? Fantastic. My roommate who got it. My old roommate in New York used to recommend great books to me. And this was another period a few months ago. I was tearing through books. Yeah. Reading, and it felt so good. And I was like, oh right, where do ideas come from? Like they come you from, must read. Right. Nothing comes from nowhere. Yeah. It comes it from was, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I did a little. I did a little dabbling in my uh, my favorite reggae uh, history tome last night mm-hmm. and learned some good stuff. And I was like, "Why don't I do this more?" Yeah, because it's just good stuff there. But I didn't. Yeah, I think like I'm. I'm not on a reading kick either. It's. It's. But it's weird when you get off. When you stop reading, you kind. You don't. It's like same as exercise where you don't. You know why <laughs> you're not thinking about it. But then it's like, oh, the thing you don't want to do is the thing that you want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm trying to just generally become more disciplined about those things. And yeah. tomorrow, for example, last week, mm-hmm. by 8 a.m., I was on a hike. 8 a.m.? I was waking up at 7.30. Wow. I have a I have a friend that I'm trying to do it with okay. now. And I'm just trying to commit to three days a week. You know, that's nothing yeah. crazy, but that would transform my mind. a good 15-mile hike. Mind. Yeah. 
It does. The hikes help a lot. The five miles, yeah. I was doing, (laughs) when I say 15, I mean, you know, I mean, more like four. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 4.3. And if you're doing vertical stuff, it's totally different. Get that vertical integration. Oh, my God. I'm doing, we're alternating radically. Well, we've been been walking. (laughs) That will help. Right. But we've been doing a crab call. Crab Um, crab call? (laughs) We've been doing just the reservoir around Silver Lake. Right. And uh, crab crawl? Just crab crawl it. Crab crawl. Yeah. That would be fun to do that there because that would really cause some disruption, I think, yeah. in a good way. Like, people would really, the dogs would have problems with it. Yeah. Know? A crab, Silver Lake crab crawl. Silver Lake crab crawl. Yeah. So that's the new. And then yeah. tomorrow I'm trying to schedule another 8 a.m. 8 a.m. hike. Because she has to be at work at 9.30. So it's yeah. perfect. And also, it gets so. So hot. hot. You can't do it. You got to do it. Yeah. The heat. I don't know. Listeners, we just experienced a break in the drought. Mm. Here, I mean, the drought's over now because it rained. Thank God, a I know. half an inch, so it's yeah. over. All and the, the full moon, so that that mm-hmm. amplifies it. And yeah, does it amplify it? It amplifies it two point four. That's how they make smart water, right? Mm-hmm. Is they um, because I hear they use the clouds. Yeah, and they have uh, Jen Aniston. She's the uh, the priestess of that. Avino and smart water. She's a, is she an Avino spokesperson. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Very natural. Wow, yeah, it's real natural. Except for those methyl parabens. And oh my those, god! Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you watch out for that kind of stuff? What Absolutely. Are you, what are you look out for. It? I've got no ones? parabens on me right now. I've got. <laughs> no I, tr- I try to go. <laughs> I try to go organic, particularly right? with lotion. Okay. Because you know, your skin's so. the largest organ on your goddamn body, right? So if it you're is. putting, you know, Jergens on there, yeah, curtain call it. Curtain call. Fifty-two. So I've been trying to do. Um, well, curtain call means the end, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you think you'll perish. Out. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm doing is, um, there's a great product you can pick up at uh, Whole Foods. It's called um, <laughs> coconut oil. I do use a lot of okay. coconut oil. Yesterday, oh, here's want to talk about health. Yeah. Yesterday I took my first. Me 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 me. Health check. <laughs> I took a deep Epsom salt bath. Okay, I've heard about this. It draws the toxins out, right? Well, I'm a migrainer. I'm a chronic mm. migrainer. And this has been a, a struggle in my life since I was 14 years old. So it just hit when you're 14. When I was 14, I got my first migraine. migraine. What was it like? I collapsed in the halls. My arms went numb. You were in school? Yeah. What's, this, and, is, uh, what, this is probably freshman year? Uh, eighth grade? A little earlier, eighth grade. Right, okay. And I collapsed. I haven't had that since. And my arms were completely numb, which is like a neurological manifestation oh that can sometimes occur with migraine, which I don't get wow. ordinarily. Um, I dissociate from my hands now, but that's about anxiety. <laughs> and so, um, so you collapsed and your arms I collapsed and arms went numb. And then I didn't have them so constantly, but the last like three years, I get them easily once a week. Is it a stress thing? I've never thought it was because right. I can be, but maybe it's so hard to track because yeah. I was on this medicine called Topamax, which is Ooh. actually an anti-seizure. Okay, but I they, think at one time I recreationally took something called Boost Par, which I think is the same thing. <laughs> I it's don't an know. Anti seizure drug. Yeah, it makes you feel weird. Yeah, it was horrible. I was on it for a year. It's it makes you, does it make you feel what all of a sudden it's like lightnings. It made like, it made like me weird, feel sort of like do, 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 do. it made me feel just a little out of it. Yeah, it made you. Like it eliminates back. your hunger, which is amazing okay. as an actress. Right. But um, <laughs> but then it made me, gave me some some acne, which okay. I wasn't used to. So it was a real you know so pull and push. Yeah. The face or the body. Right. Um, I'm never the two. Never the two. At the, the same time. The line, never yeah. the two. So You're a what? Uh, I was going to say, I'm more of a, I'd say go with the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the body's, you know. It's, the it's, body's gone. It's just a before vessel. Before it starts. Who cares? But um, 
Yeah. So I was on that, went off right. it, and now I just I take. I don't like it, but you know, if I if I get one, I have to take something or else I'm what just do you totally take? gone. Excedrin migraine doesn't do a thing. Doesn't I take Maxalt, which is a prescription. Maxalt. It's not a painkiller. It right. just it only works if you have a migraine. Because they don't really understand migraines, do they? No. So they they being no. the established medical community. They sure as hell don't know. They don't know, do they? They don't get it. They're I've been begging like... for an MRI for my parents for Christmas every year since <laughs> really? I was 14. Yeah. How come you haven't gotten an MRI? Because before? my my symptoms aren't alarming like okay, i have very the, standard the passing out thing is kind of a big that's what happened that's there, like that never his, happened that's again that's hysterics young lady i'm a hysteric right she's yeah. having she's she's having a fever fit she's hysterical yeah yeah she's pubescent never been kissed yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> oh was, my god she's in bk everybody <laughs> what, 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 she's in bk what do you mean she's never been kissed she's never been kissed what do you mean she's 14 100 years from now she'd have she'd have three kids <laughs> That's the problem. See, yeah. that's what it is. That, that, that we're just we're just too, yeah, we gotta get get move up the timeline. That's probably what, so. Is that what it was? That's what they said, and you'd never been kissed, so that's why the arms <laughs> went numb. So the thing where your body's telling you like like telling it's telling men that they need to uh, kiss you because you can't. I can't use my arms. to Kiss me. And yeah. it's like a waking it's up. Time. From that. Yeah, okay. it was a survival mechanism. I realize now. Yeah. That makes sense. So I mean, you gotta I get still the MRI. Went another year, you know. Another year having weekly migraines. Never having been kissed. Never probably. Having been no. kissed. But the migraines at that point they weren't weekly, but they have been. Oh, but magnesium, right, is um, a supplement that can is known to help with migraines. Right. And I take it in a migra. My, if anyone out there is migrating, go ahead and buy uh, some Migravent. You can get it online. Migravent. Uh, yeah. It's the most effective like anti. Um, the bottle has a woman holding a child. <laughs> yeah, and it's the most effective. Um, you know, again, I was on Topamax for a year. This was more yeah. effective for me than Topamax. I thought you said Tumble Max at first. That's <laughs> like, you know, I'm just all, you know, Tumblr, Tumblr Max. I tumble a lot. Do you tumble? Constantly. No, I don't. You don't. Okay. In fact, to anyone who's followed me on Tumblr and I haven't followed back, it's because I don't follow anyone. I don't even know if you can see that on yeah, the. Mech- you should I've block never, that. I've never entered. Oh, you yeah. never entered, okay. I never entered into Tumblr enough. You never tumbled once? <laughs> I tumble <laughs> if I have like a big show coming okay. up that maybe someone, you know, right. then I'll put it on there. I yeah, update it daily out. to my, my, my right. Gmail cal, but yeah. I don't know how to update my personal calendar mm-hmm. to see it online. Yeah, I've struggled with that as well. It's impossible. I take photographs of my iCal. Really? Yeah. And what do you do with it? And then I just have it on my phone, so I'll look at that and I'll be like, oh, here we go. I can't. Oh, because you can't sync it. Okay. I can't sync without it going public. Oh, I see now. Yeah. And you don't have that thing on, you don't have it public because it's, yeah, public, yeah. it's like a public thing. Yeah. NBC, 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a general, everybody. Don't worry about it. Just a it's, general. You know how it is. It's just, just a general sorry, with just a casting associate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is uh, this is Jennifer Starkman. She's a casting associate here at uh, NBC, mm. ABC Clients Worldwide. I can and, go like this or I can go like this. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so... Um, Hey, good to meet you. Oh, my Great. God. Thank you again Thank you. for having me. Yeah. Um, cool. So, sorry I got um, lost in the line. I'm sorry. I just got here. I'm sorry. I just got here. I'm oh, just yeah. trying to do a couple of things. But, oh, um, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, your agent tells me that you are you a do, bit? You do comedy, right? I'm a bit. Yeah. Cool. Make cool. I, I love comedy. I haven't been to shows in about, it's been a while. It's been like two years since I had this. Since, since, oh, uh, wow. My husband and I, Mark, he, uh, yeah. he works here as well. He works in development. Mm. He, um, we had a baby. So. Oh, um, my. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. He is so crazy. Uh, I was gonna show you a picture. I think I left my. I think you know. I think I left my phone in the car. Do you oh mind? my god! If you want to run just out, 10 yeah, minutes. yeah, completely. Ten minutes. Okay. Of course. Great. Okay. 
And I'm back. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Uh, you know, I can't, I'm sorry, but we just, I, I think I've got to go. I've got to. Oh, oh, my oh my God, please. I understand. Just, no, it was great yeah. talking with you. You're super I'm funny. I'm so cool. I love your yeah. work. It's so Thank great. You. It's so cool to meet us in a comedy. I'm a huge fan um, of what you guys are doing. And Oh, what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, what are, your, what are some of your favorite shows? Just, you know, Hop. Hot now. Yeah, that's um, that didn't get renewed. That was toast. I was shocked, but also yeah. not shocked well, given the climate. It was culturally. two years ago, so yeah. Here um, she comes. It's great. Here she comes. Yeah, I mean she is so. Um, Jennifer uh, Coolidge Goodwin is just such a fantastic. She have you met her? You you probably met her, right? Uh, I think we did meet. Okay, JCG. Yeah, yeah. She always, yeah. JCG, JCG, JCG. Yeah. Okay, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. her whole thing on yeah. set. She just says she's she's so funny on set. You know, on you, set, you should be. The, I'm. You know, hold on. I'm gonna take a note here. I'm gonna have uh, Mindy. Hey, Mindy. <clears throat> hey, Mindy. Can you have? Uh, can you send over? Can you send over Jennifer uh, Goodwin's information to Kate's people? Kate Berlanch. We're we're gonna, she's in a general here right now. She's on. Hi, She's Mindy. on the count. Yeah, she, <laughs> I know I, if she can hear. Just this little yeah, microphone. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Can you send it over to them and have them uh, send her information? Great, thanks. Yeah, you guys right. would probably because oh. she. I think she wants to get into comedy. She's so funny on set. She, oh my yeah, god! I think he would, you guys would really, really hit it off. It'd I would be a love fun that. Thing. I thrive on set as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, what's your? What? Everyone's laughing. Oh, Every really? Every guy, boom guy. <laughs> Oh yeah, man, constantly. I've heard that's a thing, right? Where you want to get the if the boom guy laughs, then you then you're yeah, then you know. It's like it's ironic, right? Because you want to get him fired, right? Yeah. Right. I know. I've never understood that. Yeah. Right. Bring you know. I know everyone's name before you do. coming. You I know make who sure. also does that is Hugh Jackman. Oh. You know Hugh Jackman. This is this is. I don't want to be too inside baseball here, yeah. but Hugh Jackman, he once uh, he met my brother. In law, who was visiting from, um, he's a topiary gardener in Seattle. Mm. He was here for two days, and they met because he they bumped into each other outside of a men's room at um, Alcove, mm-hmm. and he saw him a picture of him on my husband's desk. Ten years later, it was like, oh, is that is that uh, is that Ronald? I mean, is, is, uh, is, yeah, 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 he yeah. knows. He just says. I mean that, that that's what that's how you're obviously going to be super successful because that is oh, that's wow. the business is just you know you get those names down like that I mean so it's amazing to hear yeah. about him yeah. Jennifer Goodwin uh, out, um, she's going to love you I look forward can't wait yeah and she's she she actually goes both ways now she's mm. um, yeah she just she and her husband they're not they're separated but they're not divorced because she's oh I don't like that yeah yeah I don't know I don't like you know I'm so glad you said that yeah because yeah. oh, I'm like I, I, I always say that okay yeah. oh my god you make me so uncomfortable yeah. so comfortable no no, now, no let it out yeah I I'm like who what is who does she uh, think she excuse is excuse me yeah she's a cunt really she's yeah, a bitch yeah. she's yeah. a bitchy I mean, cunt thank you for yeah. uh she's ugh, actually when we we uh, Mandy can you cancel that meet up with Kate and Jennifer they're not gonna <laughs> you guys would you would fucking hate her she's a cunt. when you made it I thought oh I should accept it but inside I knew yeah I just was getting a piece of the feel yeah. out there so thank you. Um, um, great. Thanks for coming to great. NBC. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just blast you out. We're gonna get you on those. I mean, you're gonna be like the next Whitney. I have no words. That's what that Good. was. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, mm. That was a Hollywood meeting. That's exactly what it's like. That's really it. Yeah. I don't know why it's so fun to do that. <laughs> I think it's, if anyone who's listening to that probably like halfway through was like, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Oh. Um, I just, God, it's been so long since I had a general. Oh. 
It's just like I'm emoting. Yeah. General. I need a fucking general. Get back in that space. Yeah. You ever just call up your agents and like, give me a fucking general. <laughs> give me a general. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's with someone who, a top brass at Petco. I need a fucking general. Okay. Yeah. I need someone who's going to be receptive to my half-baked, non-baked ideas <laughs> about my career, which I don't even know where it's going. Yeah. I need a fucking general. Just mm. sit me down. When's the last time you had a general? <laughs> <laughs> it's morning at 11 a.m., yeah. Did you really have a general yeah. in there? Well, you know, I just moved to town, so I'm just oh, really that's, general. That's right, yeah. You know what? I gotta move to town. You should move. I should move to town. Because the generals pop up like oh, I've heard. angels. I've had some friends who moved to town. Uh, <laughs> Twisting the Wind listeners, if you're a fan of this podcast and haven't heard this type of Hollywood talk before, <laughs> what we're talking about, Kate Berlant, comedian, actor, yeah. Moved to town from <laughs> New York, and she does the same business that I do. And what you do, in general, is a meeting where you go in with somebody. There's nothing on the books. There's no. I have to look at the mic when I'm talking to the listeners. For some reason, I can't yeah, look at you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listeners, uh, generals, when um, you go in for a, you can just jump in at any yeah, moment. Yeah. You're walking just, in, yeah. You walk in, and it's sort of like there's nothing planned. It's just for you to to meet somebody you didn't know. Vibes. Vibes, yeah, to see if maybe you you gotta work together. If there's some pop, yeah. And nine nine percent of the time, uh, it's just nothing. Yeah, nothing pops yeah. because because uh, it's not possible be a under reason. those circumstances. Yeah. yeah, unless you're uh, unless you're a real person who likes to shock people. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start doing some. I'm gonna That's some what I'm gonna start doing. Boat. I think you have to fall in the door you gotta fall and in the tumble. Door. Back to use yeah, that yeah, word. Yeah, tumble. And your shoes fly off, and yeah, you spend a few minutes scurrying the apologizing yeah, and yeah, laughing. Yeah, yeah. Your briefcase opens, right. and then there's you know candy inside, and you. And then yeah. you spend the rest of the time trying to whip up a false, false like half-ass sexual chemistry, so it's like you're dating <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. 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 Like hey, just stroll out. Just do a lot of eye, super yeah. deep eye contact, yeah. and like. Like maybe like some hand touches and mm-hmm. stuff like on that. On the knee, yeah. just the laugh. Kevin, slap. Kevin, yeah. Kevin. It's so funny you say um, that, Kevin, because I am. Oh, um, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, is that, do you have any, any any advice for people going on generals? Just be you. Be you. You know, just go in there. Right. And just try to have fun. But what kind of, have fun, right? So what does that mean exactly? Just have fun, be you. Right. Those are the two secrets. There. Have fun, be you. But sometimes I think people, they don't know who they are yet when they're going on a general. Like yeah. They don't know. What's a thing you can practice? Is there a way you can practice in life but with, with with how to go on in general? Just waking up and I think really starting with um, just find just try to try to place yourself in your body if you can. Okay, I've heard I've heard, I've heard that before with acting stuff, and I sometimes I don't really know what, know what it means because to place yourself in your body is to, be, to get rooted in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, uh, you make some sounds. And yeah, stuff, like, yeah, yeah. Show. Just kind of <sighs> drop, drop the trauma. Yeah, just let it drop. Let the trauma drop. Off. Yeah, slide it off you. Yeah, you can do it. And listen, truly, if you're wherever you are yeah. sitting, and not if you're in the fast lane, not if you're driving, <laughs> but of course, um, oh. yeah, and just let your shoulders drop and just kind of. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, you're channeling. That's actually. Clearly, Johnny's very skilled, so don't Whoa. listen to this and don't get intimidated. But yeah, I see. By the way, your face lit up. Really? You changed. Wow. You opened up your chest. You opened up your yeah, shoulders. Open up physically. And that's where all the work is. Yeah. Um, you want to hear a funny story? Yeah. Um, I went to a, sort of a, 
a general slash audition once. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, um, Sometimes it turned into auditions. Well, you know, it's a thing it's where it's really like, hit it off. It's just so casual. It's good on tape up. You know, somebody just came through today. And uh, would just, you mind just cold reading? Just, do you mind just cold reading? Just cold reading this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all improv anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but a lot of times I have a dead hand, like my right hand goes dead like this, <laughs> where it sort of... Interesting, I've done, yeah. I've done this in stand-up a couple times and it doesn't work because people, it's too subtle and only only my friends laugh. Um, but this is, like, I think I think Beth Stalling will laugh and that'll be about it. But uh, I did this one time for a general and um, I just kept it like this. For, <laughs> I mean, listeners, you can't see it, but I have a hand that's not able to move, but it's sort of tucked in yeah. between my it's bottom and my It's actively removed from the scenario yeah, of the rest is, of your body. It's, sli- it's side-tucked in yeah. a way that looks really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and people look, they'll look at it. I saw them looking. I saw them looking. I did a left-handed handshake. I saw them looking. Oh, they never my said anything. God. They didn't address yeah, it at course. all. But I didn't, I, once we started doing some acting stuff, I just sort of thought saying anything to say it came undead. It came de dead, yeah. not undead. It became it came back to life. Yeah. I had this whole thing, I was prepared to explain it. I had this whole syndrome. I was gonna call it something, I forget I had an acronym for it that I think was something like was BS, like you know, yeah, BS. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wish I had carried that through oh to God. a different that's why I gotta get some generals in the books or something like that. Just you know? a- Play that stuff out. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe that's a good thing to do. Get that out there. Because you do a lot of life acting like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just like, let's just throw this into the wind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's always um, the goal. When's the last time you did that? Threw something in the wind. In terms of like a general, like a thing where you're meeting with a strange person who's kind of a square. Yeah. Well, what happens to me is I transform. I match them. <laughs> okay. You match it. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I'll match. Right, and then energy um, matching or per, like a, more than just energy matching. More, I think almost more like I'll just be like, like I like, like maybe they're trying to like talk about like they're like they're like honestly like what the heck you know whatever I'm like yeah fuck it you know like, yeah. to, like you so know just talking. like being yeah. yeah or um I sometimes if I'm I'll sometimes I'll be talking to someone and I'll convince myself that I that I don't know what they're saying or like, <laughs> like they'll be talking and I'll just be like. Like I just suddenly I feel so like I just I'm not receiving any right. of the information, and I suddenly also will be like I'm not looking them I'm looking them in the eyes, but I'm like <laughs> it suddenly feels so psychotic and sociopathic to be making eye contact with them yeah. as they're talking. So I'll just like try to maintain, <laughs> but then maybe I'll float to the side. Like right now, can you tell? It's like I'm looking you in the eyes. Yeah, we are yeah, I'm not I'm looking you in the, on the nose. Okay. Right? So sometimes that's then, a trick. I've heard about that. So sometimes I'll do that, and then I'll be like, "Well, now they can tell looking them on the nose." So then I'll drift <laughs> back up to the eyes, and I'll be so wrapped up in this situation of how to look at someone but you can't listen and how to saying. receive, like, because when you're when someone's talking at you, and the information, it's like, yeah, this is the information that right. you're supposed to send toward me, right. but there's no, oh wow, come again, wow, you know, it's like, what are you right. supposed to? So you just kind of have like a face of reception, and just kind of like, please, like. Oh yeah, latching on to certain things and then kind of letting it go and you know just like yeah. that. Um, wow, we're yeah. gross people. I know it's weird. What do they say? The you talk to an actor. The way to make an actor, um, you know, you know, they look at you and they catch their own reflection in your eye, and that's the way to really make good eye contact. Really, is to try to look for your reflection in their eyes. Someone Wait, told me this to recently. Look for your reflection in their eyes. If you're looking at someone talking to them, try to catch your reflection in their eyes. To really make a deep contact. Because wow. we're really all about such ourselves. an upsetting notion. Who, yeah, someone just recently was telling me that. Uh, who is it? As a tip. 
Was it? Well, not not as a genuine tip, but it was somebody who is in the field. I will say that the field. I don't know if it was behind the camera, uh, above the line, below uh, line. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't tell. You know, hurry up and wait. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I actually did say hurry up and wait on the phone the other day. Oh yeah. About something. I was like, well, I guess it's hurry up and wait, isn't it? And it really is actually. Yeah. So. Oh, you get there. Oh. Yeah, the reflection. That's a weird thing. Yeah. It's like Sometimes, when you hug an actor and there's just four inches between you and them, no matter how close you get. What do you mean? Just in terms of like just actual inches distance. or you mean just sort of the distance because of their personality? Yeah, maybe like, yeah. Yeah. Did you start acting before you started doing comedy? Yeah. I mean, I started doing like, like I was stand-up. in plays. I mean, okay. um, I had, a, I never bring this up. I had a line on Liz McGuire. So oh! if you want to go ahead and look that up, it can be confirmed. What year would that be? Um, That was, that must have been like 2001. So that's over 10 Maybe years ago. Maybe 2000. 2001, okay. Never worked since. Did you live here then? <laughs> yeah. You lived in LA? Yeah. That's where you grew up. Yeah. Right. So you did like that, a lot of theater and stuff My in high school credit and today. whatnot? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Just, um, Big time? Still Magnolias. Really? I was Truvy. Uh, I won the I won, I've I won watched the, that movie the so comedy many times. award. Yeah. You were Truvy? Oh, yeah, I was Truvy. Truvy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, Weezer Boudreaux. Yeah, that's not the accent <laughs> that I did, but yeah. That's so crazy. So I was doing hair and had a big old wig on. Man, I didn't do anything like that. I wanted to so badly, but we didn't have anything in place to engage ourselves in. My it, friends and I had to kind of make it. We were like, did? had to like make. What kind of school did you go to? It was a small, small girls school. A girl, uh, all girls, a non-religious. Non-religious. Non-religious all girls school. Barely in, functioning. Yeah. In Santa Monica. In Brentwood. Brentwood. Now it's really changed. It's become this kind of much the, more kind of fancy. Has? Yeah. Just okay. no one that was there when I was there teaches there. Or like right. the administration's all different. When I was there, it still kind of had this small feeling of like, like it was we were we moved into this building. It's a very new school. Mm-hmm. And um, it uh, this is high school. Yeah, middle school too. Right. And you know, you could like, it was an old age home. It used to be an old age home, and there were like Ooh. rooms you could break into, and you'd like find things old people had left there. Funky. It was it was really funky and fun. Mm. And my group of friends and I, we created you know the theater department. You created the theater department. Es- essentially, yeah. Really? There was like a theater teacher. But you had to get a, a advise yeah a teacher an advisor right. They have to have a yeah. person. Yeah. But then yeah. my um, my best friend who uh, is a very talented writer. Named Sammy Birch, director. Mm-hmm. She at the time she wrote all the plays for us to star in. Right. And they were good. That was her music. Wow. And, she wrote like uh, original stuff. She wrote like plays. That's crazy. They were great. So acting up a goddamn storm. Acting up a storm. Wow. And um, yeah, then I didn't. I didn't start. But I got into stand up my senior year of high school. Really? How did you do that? I started. Well, it started initially because I they wanted to essentially put me in special ed because I was so bad at math and science. Really? Yeah. I was like good in all of the subjects, but I just I could not function in math. I was also bouncing off the walls. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so bad at it. I hated it. Yeah, I was like you know pulling pranks and you know mm. it's great. I used to draw pictures of my math teacher getting in uh, car accidents. <laughs> <laughs> I created a fake Friendster account for her. Really? Yeah, it was a work of art. Wow. Yeah, but that's What's her name. That's Ms. Artiaga. <laughs> she accused me of plagiarizing. Plagiarizing in math? No, she because we had a math project that was like selling a car, right? <laughs> so the work was like about car like percentages, okay. and I was like, a chance to rhyme. Here I go, and so I made this like really heavily overly verbose. Like, oh, because you were good at it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I could like like with language, I could write well, right. 
And she assumed that because I was so bad at math that clearly I'd plagiarized all the writing that it couldn't have possibly have been mine. So she made up a source on the internet. I was like, I found it online. It was one no of, way. To this day, one of the most infuriating. Like my heart dropped. I was like, she's lying. Wow. But I'm gonna be in trouble because you're the teacher. And Whoa. it was like this. And I was like, you're lying. And she was like, excuse me, you know. And went all the way up to the administration. They took it to my English teacher, an angel. And she was like, she can write this for sure. And then turns out it somehow came out that she had fabricated this other source. She was never in trouble. I never got so much as an apology. Oh my they god. They just kind of buried it. Where is she now? <laughs> I'm gonna call Who knows? Probably just rooting in the dumpster. Oh, that's a dark thing. To, if you're an adult. I know, and you're really you're conniving adult. against kids. Oh. I know, I know. Oh, it's so gross. Yeah, it's Think really about it. Go bad. back in time and look at that. Like, it's almost, <laughs> it's almost too hot to touch. Like, you go back and think about adults behaving that way around children like oh god so bad yeah oh it's so sad though it's really sick, grossly sad like what and she was a lie she was a liar though mm. i don't know why it surprised me because she made up she talked about how she was like a tennis pro oh wow and she and meanwhile this isn't the, the main <laughs> crux of it but she was like definitely morbidly obese i would okay. say like sat on a stool while she was teaching yeah like but what i mean is that but then she would be talking about how she was a tennis like she played tennis before she and had... she could have been pro and how she would talk about like her ex-boyfriends who were like so hot and oh, like it was just no. like oh you're like creating these fantasies and, and you... but they're put on display here for the and children. you have deep resentment toward the children mm. yeah how do you help someone like that I don't know you don't you don't I mean not, not that gonna. age I couldn't I'm not gonna you're not we got we're too no. busy yeah generals mm-hmm. maybe she should set up a general with her now and just like <laughs> say I'm going to have my people set up a general with her. Yeah, set up a and general just, my just sort of like hash it out. Yeah. Like really bury the hatchet. Yeah. Just bury it in your fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right between those shoulder blades. Where does that come from, bury the hatchet? Yeah. Because I just can't think about anything but burying it into flesh. Yeah. It's like burying it up to the... It buries gorgeously into flesh. Thunk. Just, yeah. It's, oh, it's Just flush. a splice. Just bifurcate the skull. What's that wood sticking out of here for? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I used a pickaxe one summer. Really? I was I was rerouting some water irrigation. No, you weren't. I really was. Where? Up uh, up north. Uh, Did you get in trouble outside of Healdsburg? <laughs> no, they wanted me to do it. Who's they? The Bishop's Ranch. What? Yeah, I was rerouting water irrigation systems for them one summer. The Bishop. The Bishop's Ranch. Like, yeah. the, is that having to do with like the, the with the Catholic Church? Oh, for sure. Are you Catholic? I'm not. Well, my mother, I was raised Catholic. She's okay. Spanish. But she's actually Jewish, but they were hiding. So the they're times. Moors. Or not Moors. What do they call them? They're that? gypsies. They're gypsies. Is that what it is? <laughs> they're uh, Sephardic. I mean, Sephardic, Sephardic is the word for Spanish so, Jews. Sephardic, right. So like, my grandfather's from Cuba. Got it. But they were like relocated to Spain. A lot of Jewish people and, from Cuba. Yeah. There's 14. No, there's, a, there's, there's actually there, a There is. There yeah. is, yeah. There's a good amount and of they Jubans. Lot... That's what they used to call them. <laughs> they called themselves in Florida. Oh, my Jubans. God. Wow. And they yeah. settled a lot in Spain. Right. Um, In the okay. south of Spain. So technically Catholic. No, not technically Catholic. Well, technically Jewish, I guess. My dad's like Jewish. I wasn't raised religious. Ethnically Jewish. Yeah. But did your mother... Culturally Catholic. She was was confirmed Catholic. She was confirmed, um, went through it all. And then truly my grandmother on her deathbed was like, we're Jews and died. I mean, quite literally in that way. What a weird thing. You have to hide that. Yeah. And there there doesn't seem to be like anti-Semitism among the elders, but there is just kind of this... Just it's caution. just they're non-religious. Yeah, but which so is you, very Jewish. So how did you get involved with the bishop's ranch? 
I well, I loved going to church when I was little. Really? Because I, I How loved old was it. Little? Sixteen. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean childhood through. I don't know, like yeah. fourteen. I would go visit my cousins, and I they had like a normal family. I don't have any siblings. Uh, you're and, single. Yeah, I'm a single, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so. And it was just weird. I was always around just like adults growing up. Yeah. There weren't really any kids around. So I loved going to visit my cousins because I went to a, like they had like normal. The dad had like a normal job or like yeah. it was just very like normal. Right. And I would love to go to church. And I would. And then Incense. my cousins were going to this camp at Bishop's Ranch. And I went. And I was giving out communion. No way. Doing it all. Touching the wafers with those Spanish Jew hands. Yeah. I had did a crush on a counselor who I later dated kind of. Oh, my gosh. Was he Catholic? He some Lutheran like, just shitty. Oh, it's yeah. He was Lutheran, but he was at a Catholic, Catholic thing. Or this was, I guess it was, I guess it was Presbyterian. Yeah, the they prebs. have they have bishops. Yeah, they kind of crossed the line. I think my dad's Episcopalian. I mean, technically yeah. Episcopalian. Yeah, they're like, we're getting close. But I we're think not that's quite this here. too. Episcopalian. It, it really all confuses me. I don't really know yeah. the borders between those. No one cares countries. anymore either. Yeah, it's like a thing where no one, there's no one who cares, who cares <laughs> about anything other than that. Yeah, especially now. The like church is just dead. Yeah, I is went it, to a Unitarian church. Yeah, uh, a little those bit. are weird. But what's up? With, what's up with the Unitarians? So I'm not even sure. Sort of thing, I right? remember just getting blessed by a Unitarian monk when I was thirteen. Ooh. Not to brag. Maybe I was ten. I don't know. I really That's loved cool. religion. Right. Like I loved church spaces, and mm. I liked memorize. I liked memorizing things a lot, right. like songs or plays, or, and then prayers. Yeah, prayers. Prayers. Like when I learned the Virgin Mary and Our Father, I just mm. fucking loved it. And it's meditational. Like I remember yeah. doing it and feeling like Christ was like entering my body. When you say the rosary, because yeah. it's repetitive, it's the same as yeah. chanting Hare yeah. Krishna you do that. or Nam Myoho Renge Kyo or anything like totally. that, I suppose. If you're on your knees doing that long enough, mm-hmm. really focused, like you're going to leave your body. So when did you sort of abandon the church? When I got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think like probably when I was, I stopped going i start stop participating in anything like that yeah probably you know just like dawn of adolescence right was there something where you're like oh it sucks now i hate it i'm really i'm really against it i never like no because i wasn't in it deep enough to ever feel like i had anything right. to depart from also because my parents were in no way involved. oh so they don't care they didn't care right so there was no sort of rebellion i didn't really have mm-hmm. anything to rebel against in yeah. terms of like um religion right or or anything like was that. there anything else to rebel against i had against? a lot of rage yeah yeah a lot of rage. Yeah. From what, I still when, have rage. Rage is very important. Yeah, I feel like to me. I still have a lot of rage too. Yeah. Rage I've, is I've, essential. Sometimes I, sometimes I feel like I have so much rage that I'm like, like, God forbid I get tested. <laughs> you got to hatch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I own a lot of machetes. Yeah. I do, but those are not. <laughs> yeah. um, I know to keep my rage and my machetes separate because it's just, I've done some raging machete work, but it's just, mm. the thing is, I like trees, like trees and plants a lot, so I don't want to be like, Oh, I'm just gonna fucking hack this plant to shit with a machete because totally. I'm pissed. Yeah, because I think it's not fair. But I also don't want to damage the machete by using it on something other than like a what, plant. like a water. Can you go out a melon with it? Melon would be great, but a melon. I mean, a machete goes through melon so immediately. Easily, it feels it's like gone. it's nothing. It's gone. What about like a, uh, what's it called? Not um telephone pole. Not it. What's that fruit? Dur- dur- durian. Durian. You know what? Honestly, I've been thinking about getting into durian. I, I think- will if you get a durian. I'll okay. come over. I would love to try it. Guess what? It's a that would be on the so books. fun. That would be I've so tried fun. it once before, and I liked it. I thought it was good. People talk so much. They shit talk about, about it. the smell. Like it's so. That's why I'm so curious about it because yeah. it's it's mythologized as this like oh, demon fruit. But I'm like, how bad can it be? It can't be that bad. It it's, must taste. It lo- I love the way it looks like custard. Yeah, like that. Me too. I'm, I'm a, into I'm that. A huge custard. If guy. it's creamy, 
I'll buy a ticket. I I am full. I'm full right now at the (laughs) restaurant. We're eating at the restaurant right now. I had six courses. Oh, is that a is that a custard? Is that creamy? Yeah. On the dessert menu, I will I will make myself sick for the custard. Yeah, that's what I want to get in that durian. So maybe I should just get a bunch of durian and just start hacking at it. Yeah. Just go outside and just yeah. It's good that you're planting because I'm I'm moving into a new apartment. I'm looking. Anyone, if anyone knows of a studio or one bedroom in East Los Angeles. Wait, you um, are moving or going to? I'm going to. I mean, I'm looking right now actively. Looking? I've been here for like a month and a half. Yeah, you got to get it. You got to get that good and spot. It's going to be succulents all over. I'm going to mm. be just plants. The thing about succulents is, is they grow so well, mm. it's almost not even gardening. Oh, no. It's 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 so easy. Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's like ugh, succulents. I, can't, I love them and hate them. I have a ton of them, but it's like growing them is just like, it's just effortless they, yeah. they're gluttons for punishment <laughs> like don't feed me do anything what are those little succulents that you can just like you don't even put them in a pot they're like just stand out like you just oh like an, that's an air plant I don't know what an called. air plant yeah yeah what are those my friend has a couple of those they're so great mm-hmm. they're just I don't know the name of them technically and those are like beyond those talk are, about those are great for like a like a real sparse uh, off-white bathroom that has a good light source so and a succulent just... hanging from the mirror. Oh, that for ah, me. Oh my god, ah, that's my dream. Ah, I want just sparse white light sparse white, yeah. and just I want to have like just light. a clean mm. desk. Just of you know, I'm I'm really gonna just take nothing. Yeah, I want like a sound, like a tape recorder, like an art installation of Vito Conch just mm. talking. Ah, is yeah. That, suck, is that a succulent you've got growing over there? I'm uh, I'm gonna light a cigarette here and uh, do some. VSMR recordings and just uh, um, come on in, friend. We'll have a succulent party. I'm just gonna just on a loop. There, yeah, a yeah. Loop in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to freak people out. Mm. That's what yeah. I want. That's what I'm after. Yeah, get Vito in there. You've oh. heard of that guy? Oh, of course. Oh, I only I only tacitly know on. about him. Vito Conch. How do you know about him? I've only ever. Um. I mean. Very like just kind of like oh yeah art like art, history right. of art yeah going to art like, museums he's there yeah so I have a good friend my friend David Parisi who is uh, we grew up together and uh, he is like he was an art major he just oh he exposed me to a lot of things I'm so interested in this today into interested in today I remember like going to some the Walker Art Museum in Minneapolis and seeing mm. vi- of like a video art display of his and being like this is so weird. This is a thing you can do. You can be yeah. like, you can just record yourself and put. Who's he work. with? Like Joseph Boys or like? I have who, are, no idea. who are the other like? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, those, my yeah. understanding of art is minimal. Mine is just vast. Yeah. Is it really encyclopedic? Almost. Did you study art? Um. No. I. Uh. No. Yes no. and no. I mean, kind of. Right. But I think I just my dad's in visual art. Okay. And so I think that that's how I it works. Was like being dragged to the goddamn museum as a kid. What museums did you go to as a kid? Um, I mean, because there's so there's so many here in LA. I mean, I think I went to like that's like the fam- that was always like the family event would be like going to LACMA or MoCA okay. or the Hammer or something. Right. The, the Museum of Jurassic Technology he got into later, but that's ob- that's not that's like just an oddity. Yeah, it's so great. That place is. Uh, I haven't been in years. Yeah, it's such a. I mean, the first the first time I went there, I was just like, I couldn't figure out what's going on, listeners. There's no way to even describe it. No, it's yeah, a, it's, it's really a, it's about the curatorial failure. It's about museological fantasy and um, it's 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 beyond ideas. grad school. Yeah, it's really it's is. very it's it's sort of like a post grad school for drug users, right? Is <laughs> what it is. Yeah, it it's wonderful. Like, it's in decay. 
Like last yeah. time I went, there was like a part of it just like the glass was smashed in. It's great. Eat at Versailles next door. Incredible Cuban food. Yeah, it's great. They have um have an afternoon. Man, dream date. Yeah, I wish that was something you could describe. You can't really describe it though. It's something where if you visit LA, you have to go there. Yeah, now it's very popular, or I guess it? it's not very popular, but now I think it's kind of a known. Yeah. It's on the list of like cool things to do in LA. Maybe. I suppose it is. Well, I just fucking I made it list. worse now by saying yeah. that out loud. Wow. Well. Yeah, I'm trying to think. How I even found out about it. It was one of those things where the first time you went, you feel so in the know. There's very few things that create that type of um feeling of really being in the moment, like at a place where wow, this is this is. It feels super special to be there. Yeah. It's something about it. I guess. I have to do that with LA. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm done with it. I gotta try again. Yeah. I try again. They're there. Those places are there. Try again. Try again. Whoop whoop. That's a white mice song. I'll plop in here real quick. Oh some, great. Okay. Let's take a quick break and uh, cool off and come back. Great. And hat. Please hold while your call is being transferred. Block your call. <laughs> No clue. I was born in 89. A simulacrum means... Happy Kim Trail Day. Yes, that was my supervisor. Johnny, hold that thought. I can't tell you that over the phone. Do you want to get struck by lightning? Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton on Feral Audio. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to check it out? Okay. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a pretty good, like, that's little... A quick one, yeah. That's what we call it. A turn of phrase, I believe that's what we used to call it back in the day. Right, 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 right. <laughs> 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 We're back. Back on Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton and the Feral Audio Network. Brought to you by Feral Audio. Brought to you by Dustin Marshall, king and overlord of Feral Audio, bringing you audio products every day of the week. Audio books in the form of podcasts. Mm. Check us out at feralaudio.com. Go to Amazon. Buy some stuff. We get a 1% kickback because we fucking need it, bitch. <laughs> also, check out other podcasts on the network such as Xiao and Big and China Now. Funny guys doing funny things with funny ladies on funny days funny times of the week we're back in it hot tub stepping deep rip repping oh my god i just slept in a napkin here we are feralaudio.com and that's the commercial break and we're hey uh this is johnny uh, pemberton back here on uh, twisting the wind with kate berlant hello actor mm. actress mm. comedian comedian <laughs> thank you yeah i love that i love that com- when people say comedian because it yeah. involves Using, Finally, uh, I can breathe. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a French nasal thing. It's yeah. like saying champagne, mm-hmm. but it's even more so comedian. Champagne. You have to really go out of your way. If you're, you, you have to go out of your you've way. You've had people say refer to you as a comedian, right? Yeah, sure. Who who have you had refer to you as a comedian? Just fools exclusively. But no, I don't know. I, it does feel it's a funny rare. Thing. It feels it feels very rare. Yeah. Um. It's um. It's such an old. It's almost miss, like if someone does yeah. it. They're doing it to effect. Yeah. But at the same time, there is this weird effect of like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, comedian. Yeah. Uh, next we have Broadway. a com- comedian. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're a comedian, and uh, Kate Berlant, you're back. Mm. Um, why don't you just talk about some of your recent accomplishments? I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> that would be a great thing just to do have a podcast <laughs> called "Recent Accomplishments" yeah. with blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's just you just. It's like Byron Allen, right? It's like the uh, the comics unleashed. Just talk about what... recent accomplishments, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so when you started doing comedy, say so you started doing it when you were in uh, in high school. Yeah. Why did you start doing it? 
Uh, you mentioned rage. That's a good question. Yeah, I think rage was definitely right. Like hip hop rage. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I had always been yeah, like the clown or right. or whatever, and I was very comfortable in that role. And I think it stemmed a lot from like sexual rejection, right? And just feeling like fucking hideous and like. Wanting to scream, wanting right. to like be as ugly as possible, mm-hmm. or something. Or I think um, I was always really into like being making crazy faces or doing crazy physical stunts right. that were not really maybe appropriate it's or not, not demure. Yeah, not demure yeah. and not necessarily attractive, but that would attract obviously attention. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that and it was very connected to rage for me. I think, and in a way of just being. All my girlfriends were, like, really, really beautiful and always okay. had boyfriends. And I was often just, like, like the yeah. clown in the corner. Making fun, making, yeah. making faces, being weird. I yeah. feel like a similar sort of thing where, uh, at least at least at that age, definitely, it was a thing where I had no none, no women to speak of. None, yeah. none, none whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It was a thing. Well, because I looked like a child, you know. I, I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I was friends with, with girls and stuff, and they liked me. And and like I went to the, to I went to the dances. Oh, great! I did to the dances, but yeah. I think looking back, I'm like, oh, that you couldn't even be, even like a. There's just it was asexual. Yeah. You know, the, there was no yeah. sex. I look like a child. So yeah. if you're a woman, which you're a woman at 16 or 17. You definitely don't want to sleep with a child, <laughs> even, even if you do like the child. You're like, ah, yeah, nothing against you. Just you know, you're a, you're a, a young boy who is, uh, yeah, st- is, is, yeah. So, but yeah, say, I felt I felt very horny. I felt like I was like very like horny and like, like mad, like really kind of crazy yeah. with it, and didn't feel like I really could talk about. Like I would talk about it. And I felt like people were like grossed out. Really? Or like, yeah, like my girlfriends didn't really. That's weird. Or, like it was kind of just like, I remember, I remember one time like trying to like get my friend to like watch porn with me, mm-hmm. and she like wasn't into it. And I was so pissed. I was like, you know, like kind of being like, like how dare you? But I, of course didn't act really pissed. I was like, oh yeah, totally. Like why would we do that? You but know, you're like, pissed. But, but then inside, it I just settles was, into like, a yeah. rage. And I think, yeah, I just felt like I didn't know how to. Like, I wasn't, you know, being seen or something. Right. And so, and also just feeling kind of generally maybe anxious and, like, mm-hmm. wanting to kind of break through um, anxiety or something. What made you think you could even do comedy then? Because that's, like, you started doing comedy in high school. Yeah. Was that something? Because you said First your dad's time. an artist, right? Mm-hmm. So was that, the thing is that, was that a part of it at all, you think, where I guess maybe you sort of felt like it was okay to do something that's not... Yeah. Like a normal thing. I mean, it must have been for right. sure because, yeah, I never connected. Mm-hmm. Like as it was happening, I didn't connect the two. But yeah, I think it was put in my in my head early, right. this idea of like that you could do that or like kind of classically like non-productive work mm-hmm. could be productive or something. So you just, where did you start? How did you start doing it? My first jokes um, were truly like exclusively like about the Pope. Like I was writing like really? one-liners. I was like Cat Skillion. I was like, I was like. How does the word of God get in if he's laying on his side when he sleeps? Like, wait, wait what, why? How are they about the Pope? Why? Well, what do you mean? You go the Pope school? had just died. Okay. I think. Topical. I, I think it had to have been, or something had to have been in the news of the Pope, or maybe not. I don't know. I mean, this sense. was two thousand five. Okay. 
I think, and or 2004, I don't know. And uh, so I started to, yeah, I was doing Pope jokes, and then I had, we're all really kind of constructed one-liners, but mm-hmm. that still kind of didn't make sense. First time I performed, I actually have it on tape, but I oh. haven't watched it. I mean, I've watched it. I think I have my first Like twice too. ever. It's crazy Where to was watch. It? it was at my high school. Okay. It was like in kind of the black box theater, and it went really well, which I right. think was really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I came out in a wheelchair, and what? I was wearing a kimono. And then I so like was that just to be I never silly? addressed it. I never addressed it. And then right. like I took off the kimono eventually and got out of the wheelchair and just like didn't talk about it. Right. <laughs> and um That's awesome. And uh, I still have the kimono. But uh Yeah. And I just sort of um Yeah, but it was more like kind of one line one liners or like just but very choreographed. Right. Oh, very choreographed. Very mm-hmm. like very um written down and like Mm-hmm. Choreographed. That's what that, that's what that means. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. adhering to a choreography that's been uh, like planned. Uh, yeah. So you planned it out like in your bedroom or something. You like went, yeah. went over it a bunch. I wrote it all out and I cut them out and I arranged them. Oh wow, man, that sounds yeah. like a good idea. Yeah, I was very diligent about it in a way that now I'm like, wow, where did the diligence go? Or like just kind of the, or I feel diligent or like obsessive right. in that same way that I was then. But, um, yeah, just a certain element of work. So where did you go from there? Like uh, with stand-up stuff, like how did it? I went to the Laugh progress? Factory. I went. I started doing open mics at really? the Laugh Factory. And you were like eighteen or something. Yeah, I was. I was oh, seventeen so cool. into eighteen. Wow. Yeah. There's but, so many comics. I'm sure you must have told that to who are just like, it's like a weird mix of uh, I, I, I don't want to say jealousy, but it's some, some something where it's like, when you hear that, you're like, God, that's such a good idea <laughs> to right. start when you're young. Yeah. But although the same time, I mean, I don't know. It's also it's, just yeah kind of doesn't matter right Cause i think kinda, it just yeah it doesn't really something happens when it happens and it's not you can't change when no. something has happened no right so. the only reason why i think it might be helpful or good that young or like mm-hmm. i can't imagine going through those open mics or that process like at this age right or at an age where you're more developed and you have a life and you're more fragile and you're more yeah which is weird yeah it's weird. you get older you're more fragile completely kind of stuff, yeah as opposed to less just i was just Brave, horny, right. and brave, horny, ready. going to fucking open <laughs> yeah. mics at laughs, laugh factory. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So, with the kind of with the way you guys stand up now, do you still feel like like how much of it is informed by how you first started doing it? Like in terms of um, like your methodology. Yeah, I don't even know if I can access the early because then right. after that I was still writing. Um, there was like a. I wasn't performing a ton. There was mm-hmm. like a open mic I would do once a week. Yeah, it's not a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and um, particularly I was yeah. Anyway, I was in the woods for a year, and I, the was, woods. Yeah, I was upstate. Okay. And um, there was like an open mic once a week that I could do, and so I did. It's like in college. Or yeah, something? yeah. And I would write. I would write it out, right. which I guess that's what I mean now. I don't write. I have right. a notebook, but it's not. I don't type up material. Yeah, you don't. Or write it don't out. Go verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of a word that then triggers the a idea that yeah. you've uh, you've um you've pondered. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been um. My notebook's a series of triggers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Where was the woods? Uh, Bard College. Bard. I think I've I went heard for of a that. year. It's been very um. It's been talked about. Is it in um some comedies? It's kind of the joke. Really. It's referenced on Portlandia. Oh, why? Because it's very liberal it's just, artsy. Yeah, it's very. It's like, uh, yeah. What do you What do you think your grade should be? Is it that? It's it's actually academically it's pretty rigorous okay. and I think really good, but it's more it tends to be attended by just com- very like affluent 
predominantly white space cadets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I got out, or I I, I kind you of left? was forced. I was kind of oh, I should say I was forced to go. I wanted to go to uh, to this like open enrollment school essentially in Chicago uh-huh. called Columbia College. Right. But then I got. Um, yeah, Bard like gave me money and okay. you know it was so like it just yeah. But you didn't you didn't finish there. Um no. Why'd you leave? I left, um just because I wanted to go into the city. I just oh, really wanted to go to New York. Yeah. And but New York's happening, man. Yeah. It is happening. When I think about those days of just taking the train, right? Just dropped off at Penn Station and just it's nuts. Yeah, I loved you're just, it. You're in like this thrum. I started going madness. every week. Yeah. So you go every week and you go there to do comedy or what? Just to no, at the point I just was really watching. I would just go and I would, I would go, yeah. I would just like drink Smirnoff and go to. You serious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and go to. Drink I would like Smirnoff. drink like. How would you drink it? Like, like get, a little little sippy cup kind of thing? No, like, sippy cup. Like, I mean, like the a, red cup. That's you know, like, like the that's red a, bottle. And I would just like, I don't know. It's like drink you have Smirnoff. it in your hand? Yeah, but I would like drink it at my friend's dorm. Okay. And then in New York City. Yeah. And then I would, you know, drink like. Get a beer and like, you know, make a brass monkey. Like, drink the cone off the forty. Pour some orange juice to fill up the cone. What is that? A brass monkey. It's I've never when had you, that. yeah, you take a forty okay. and you like, drink the cone, right? And then you just pour up, pour an orange juice to replace that amount of beer. Why? It's like a mimosa but with beer, but oh. it's a forty. Is it good? I liked it. Okay. When I was the last just, time you had one? Since that year. I want to have my, a brass monkey. Yeah. I had no idea. I can't. It sounds I didn't great. Fucking right know now. about it. Goddamn! Yeah. I thought it was just a. That's a brass. Why is it called a brass monkey? I don't know. I guess beer is quite a brass color, and that's a monkey thing to do. Right, monkeys right, like right. juice. Monkeys like fruit. Yeah, so, they do. Yeah. Okay, so you do the brass monkey. <laughs> drink a brass monkey. And hang out and in the city. And just go down and hang out. So I would just, I was really just watching. I got one right. cool show. I, I got, like, my first sort of real show was at UCB. So you're watching me going to shows. Mm-hmm. And then also just hanging out, kind of like sucking things up. But yeah, but just I didn't really have friends in comedy. I just was kind of like there Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then, do you know? Then actually, this comic, do you know Greg Johnson? I don't. He's a New York guy. I've never met him. He's one of the few people who somehow I've never met. Yeah. But I know of him because I remember being like the three times I've been to New York to do stand up. Mm Trying to do as many shows as humanly possible, not being one of them that I was supposed to do, then it couldn't. You know, so, yeah, yeah, that guy. He's great, and he did a show. He had a show uh, with Larry Murphy. Okay, do you know Larry? He's really no. wonderful uh, at Rafifi. And anyway, so and then he eventually put me on his right. show the week Rafifi closed. Okay, so I never got to perform there. But then oh. I was like, oh, I almost got. You know, I did the show there one time. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Cool. It's a good spot. Great. It was so fun. Yeah, so that's so. So you just so you, New York became too attractive to stay. It became too much, so I applied yeah. um, to NYU, and I figured if I didn't get in, that'd be fine. But then I ended up getting in, guys, you got in, you and did. I just did. You do Tish? Packed up my stuff. No, I went to Gallatin. I like to say Tish. Yeah, Tish. Tish. I went to Tish. <laughs> I went to Tish. Do you know there's so many people I know who went to Tish, and I'm like. Oh, it didn't work out, did it? Yeah. Oh my God, Tish. Like, like how, how can you, like, it's I I get embarrassed seeing that. Like, oh, you went to Tish, but you you can't be doing what you're doing now because you went to like this fucking incredibly expensive art school in New York City. It's how, so like it's really um I don't know it's perversely directional. What and what? Uh, Tish, I feel like going, like oh. being like, I'm gonna devote these four years to acting. Yeah. Where you're, you're really just exclusively in like, 
workshops. Like you're yeah. just doing act. I mean, I just think something it's, weird it can't about be, it. And I know people that are, of course, like super talented, smart people that went through it. But I just right. think it's, yeah, the whole idea to me is just kind of, I don't know, I don't get it. Not I, I think I I think I probably would never have been acting at all if I had gone to any formal acting yeah. training. I think I would have. I was gonna I was gonna ask. Did me you up, do any? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm like I have no training at all. No, yeah. None. Huh. I'm like. I'm, I'm look at you. Well, I have some training, but I don't have any like training that costs money. Yeah. I don't have any training that like yeah. is real. Yeah. You can actually Diploma-ed. list on something. Yeah. Yeah. Like trained by other. Uh, trained by other people who did more drugs than yeah. me. <laughs> like I like never that. went through. Yeah, yeah I never it's did weird. UCB or any of that stuff. Well, was you, were you doing any acting and stuff then? or Cause... I took one acting class my freshman uh-huh. year, and then I took... Um, that's it. But you still wanted, you still like that a lot, right? It's something where... People always ask, people ever ask you that? People always ask me, hmm. what do you like better, acting or comedy? Yeah. Like, I, ha- I, don't, I haven't really gotten really. that because I haven't done acting. Uh-huh. I've just barely, I'm just kind of starting to. Yeah. So. But I feel like it's the same thing to some extent. Totally. I don't know. People make, people make such a big distinction between it. Yeah, there really isn't. It's, no. Maybe it's because so many comedians are just like, maybe they're terrible or mm-hmm. like they're kind of like so non-theatrical. Is that it? Mm-hmm. There's so much of it. It's just it's so like uh, entrenched in tradition. How you're supposed to do it? How you do it? How you do a joke? <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. You got to talk to this guy about getting stage time here. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to do this. You got to do get your good five in here. You got to do it this mm-hmm. way. You got to you got to have a New York accent. Yeah. You got to have a New York accent. Did you ever have a New York accent? Of course. You did. I actually can't do it. You can't. Is this kind of like a? I can't. I've never tried well, to do I've accents. Bit, like, though. is this like? Because someone once told me. I lived in New York for like almost nine years, mm-hmm. and I remember like maybe four, three years ago I was here, and someone was like, "You have a New York accent," and I just—it was like an older man who told me, and I mm. maybe he was not, there was just no way. But I think uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was I'm still, trying right now to kind of do know. like a New York act, like a classic. That's more like, like an actual New Jersey, one. like not like a yeah, but uh, like a slight, just kind of like it's it's there, but it's not really. It's not present, like yeah. It feels like kind of good to talk like that. It gives you gravitas. Yeah. It makes you feel I should like... start doing that in generals. You should. If I went in and I was talking like this, I don't think, I don't know if that's it. Oh, oh, you're from New York. Okay. You know, my brother, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I feel like I can be me now. I can relax. My brother, yeah. he's got a place up in uh, Schenectady. We go up there a no lot. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I grew up there, but we didn't, we didn't spend a lot of time there. You know, it mostly, as my dad, you know, he, he worked in Manhattan, but we lived across the bridge. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, Dundumbo, actually. That's where I grew up. That's kind of oh weird. Oh, my God. I know it's so changed changing so much. so much. You look it's at it so now. Much. It's changed so much. It's changed so much. Oh, yeah. So, I, but I love the city. You know, I love the city. I'll always be. That's oh, what yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. never leave. That's <laughs> So, when you, where, where would you go? I mean, I got to ask. Where When you were 11th and uh, 6th, mm-hmm. where would you get pizza? Tony's. You go okay. I, okay, yeah, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Guys at Tony's, I, they knew me. They wouldn't ask questions. See, I would go to Phillips. Okay, and that's why we'll never truly, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, I probably saw talk. you. I'm like, who's this, who's this idiot going into Tony's? I, I remember to... seeing you and going, yeah. somebody stop, and then going, oh well, okay, he doesn't know any better, so he might as well get what he's uh. Yeah, he deserves. Get you know, all what the fucking he deserves. Yeah. yeah, I like Phillips. I like St. Anne's a lot. I mm. think Patrick's has a good slice. I don't know. Not now. New management. Well, and it's just, it's family. Patrick's, it's his dad. Patrick, Patrick McDumble. Yeah, but you know what he did? No, what did he do? He embezzled. 
Well, yeah, who doesn't? Okay, I mean, that's true. I don't, I don't embezzle now. I mean, West Coast, we live in Hollywood. You can't embezzle now, unless you work at the comedy store. They're actually <laughs> to break the accent. They're actually in my old neighborhood um, in Brooklyn. There was a uh, really great deli, and you know, you like the sandwiches were really good. You knew they were good because the the guy was in jail for extortion. Really? He like got yeah. That's how you in know. Jail like during. I was like, that's why these sandwiches are so goddamn good. Yeah, because it's like you taste the pain. You taste mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the guilt of, uh, guilt of crime. You got marzipan all over your goddamn fingers. Do you feel like your rage has dissipated? No, it hasn't. I feel like it's redirected, In or maybe not redirected, but um, because rage for me truly doesn't have a negative. I don't consider mm. rage negative. Obviously, yeah. there are instances in which rage. Right, <laughs> it can be, but yeah. I'm not talking about violent rage. Although there is a violence to my rage, but I don't um, take it out right. physically. Um, yeah, I think rage is pretty vital. I think ragelessness is to be. It's like to be still. Is is grotesque. It's stillness. It's yeah, death. but it's not stillness because stillness is still rage. Well, there's woo in stillness, right? Mm-hmm. A, I think I believe that is the uh, uh, term. It's a Japanese the tao. term, I believe. Is it uh, a Taoist? Something like that. That is kind of like a Tao-y It is. I think I, the more and more I think about it, not think about it, the more and more I talk to people about that stuff, it's like, ah, oh, it sounds pretty Taoist what you're saying. <laughs> hey, are you Tao-y? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I do. I guess I feel like a Taoist. Yeah. Because I've been thinking about trying to um, eat less meat. Mm-hmm, me too. I've been trying to maybe even be a vegetarian. That's kind of like me. I eat little meat. I eat not that much Small meat to begin with, but I have been lately considering. Okay, have you watched a documentary Earthlings? I have. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's horrific. I had to kind of stop watching oh, it. Oh, it's like it's like it's like a food ink type thing where it's just. It's um. It's it's narrated by Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh. So you know, then a, it's good. He's got a great voice. But they're talking about. And I don't even know where it's coming. But they're just kind of talking about consciousness and mm-hmm. like humanity and animals right. and this kind of. This idea of that I've never really, my ideas for not eating meat were always kind of just based in health, right? And not so much thinking about animal because the animal rights arguments are so strange, or like there's something you know, how do you value a cow more than a mosquito or something? Right. There's kind of this like yeah, it's a weird thing where it has to do with like flesh and yeah. intelligence, yeah, which is it's, it's splitting hairs sometimes, but there's a there's a validity to it. But thinking but it, yeah, it's a slippery slope. And thinking about like. But animal consciousness and like, oh, yeah, of course, like they crave, they, right. you know, avoid pain. Right. They crave and kind of need companionship, food, water. Right. They're having experiences. That you're. That what you're, are they? Right. What are they goddamn thinking? So that's mm-hmm. kind of lately been like, well, maybe. Maybe uh, be less contributing to that thing. And I was just watching videos of like cows, you know, being with their throats hanging out and they're still alive and they're like flailing around. Yeah, it's just. That's, it's just like very. It's um, terrible. And you're like you're like complicit in it, but that's that's what gets me thinking about it because I think about because I'm not a, a vegetarian. My mom went vegan recently, like mm. all because of documentaries. And she's like a she's from the south. She grew up wow eating you know the worst, most inhumane food in the, in, that exists. Yeah. But now she's totally flipped over. Whoa. She's like a militant vegan now. Wow. And all from watching that stuff. But so, to some extent, in my in my brain, I'm thinking. Because you know, I do a lot of gardening stuff, and I think about a lot about plants. And how you know, I was talking earlier. I don't want to destroy a, a tree or a plant with a machete because mm-hmm. I'm pissed. Because I feel like I don't want to just kill this thing just because. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't think to some extent I don't think there's that big of a distinction between plants and animals except by name. There because, is also like this kind of idea of like the purity of lettuce, you know, but it's right. like thinking about like the human, like the cruelty of like just the the people like labor's rights and yeah. people that are working to actually get you this, these this these fruits these or things. these um vegetables. So it is very hard to actually mm. I think source your food in a way that's like free of cruelty. It's impossible. Yeah. Unless you uh live on a subsistence farm and you were just the best person ever yeah it's kind of impossible it's a thing where like a uh, i was you know it's like if you read ad busters or mother jones you're just mm-hmm. like oh great well i guess i guess i can't drink water anymore yeah, yeah I oh know. so much for uh, coffee water whoop, whoop, guess uh, yeah. coffee's off off the Tequila? table now. anything yeah. it, it, everything can be ruined by the by by some negative negative light of it so it's, yeah it's like Basically, we live in hell. We live in hell. We live in hell. The world is on fire. But there must be a way to just mildly to derail ju- the hell. Yeah, to just sort of take the, put the, put the, I don't know, I was going to say take the brakes off, but maybe put the brakes on. Put the brakes on. Like, well, I'm just, let's find it, let's find an analogy for everything. Yeah. Because, you know, I, that's what I feel like Einstein was working at. He was trying to find, this is the whole idea of a theory for everything, but really it's just an analogy. That's yeah. what analogy is. Yeah. Like, you're damned if you do. Be damned if you don't. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, everyone deserves a hot tub. <laughs> There's no free lunch. Mm. Um, Houseboats. Bury the hatchet. Bury the hatchet. Um, well, no, that's not. Right. Oh, we, we talked about that. Yeah. The hatchet. Um, cantilever. You know about trebuchet? You heard of those things? No. It's a good primitive ca- catapult that works you know it's the thing where the thing drops and it goes boom, whoop, and yeah, spins yeah, around yeah, that's yeah. a trebuchet oh I've never because so like ca- catapult goes catapult goes like that uh, listeners I just did an arm motion <laughs> yeah. you should catapult trebuchet is where it's like <laughs> it's like yeah. like wow. that yeah do you tie knots I can tie some knots yeah cool. do you tie knots no but I just recently watched some I don't know why I was watching it like mm. a tutorial on knots and Saw a couple because I am kind of bad with like spatial stuff a little bit. Yeah. Do you meditate? I was. What? What do you mean you was? <laughs> I was meditating for about ten days. When? Um, this year. Ten days straight. I did like I started doing like a thing, and I was at that point I was meditating like twice a day, twenty minutes a day, like doing kind of classic TM. Well, have you have you been taught TM? I haven't gone okay. through the actual like okay. institution, right? But I have like a side guy. You've got like you've got some sort of you've got bootleg TM. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I have bootleg TM. Oh wow! Do you? Uh, no, I I took it for real. I learned to oh do it. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, and uh, that's not that's front upon bootleg what? TM. Really? Yeah, you can't be given like this. It doesn't work that way. I mean, it's sort of. Well, I need a TM sponsor then. There's a lot of opinions about that subject. Some of them negative, some of them neutral, some positive. But my guy used to like work at TM. He used to oh, be he like, was a, with the institution. He was a teacher. Yeah. Oh, so he taught you? Did he, te- did he give you mantra? Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's TM. Oh, well, so then. Or I guess it's about? classic. But what I mean is, I didn't go through the whole course. I didn't go. Did you do the course? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. How long did it take you to to do this stuff? We did an intense one, so it was so like, like over like a couple, five hours. It was over the hours. course of like a week or maybe ten days. Oh. So I like went oh, in, did it. That's and then, about right. Yeah, and then we met privately, like. 
a bunch of times. So now technically what was I, this? I can go to any. I guess now it's coming up on a year ago, which is insane. Okay, so you did so you you did learn TM. So I did. You do TM. Okay. I have a mantra. I love my mantra. So it's not boot it's not bootleg at all. Okay. The thank way you, you said it, the way you well, said it, feels it was bootleg, very like well meaning that it's yeah. not through the institution. Well, that doesn't necessarily matter because okay. you have a TM teacher and he It's or I, mean, it's, I don't it's know technically the, analog, which is like essentially TM. So it's like a Vedic meditation. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't. I guess what's I don't know Vedic the, versus Vedic is just the precursor to TM. It's what the uh, those yogis were doing, like Maharishi, mm-hmm. or not so much Maharishi, but I think Guru Dev. Yes, I think that he's his was the Vedic tradition, and TM comes out of the Vedic tradition, so it's 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 it dovetails into that. It's it's a it's a modern version of Vedic meditation. I think believes what is the say. modernism of it meaning kind of like. Sort of, it's cleansed of religions, yeah, of, in, yeah, in a way. But it's not really. They always yeah. they say that, and it's true, and it's good for that sense. But it's not. You can't completely divorce it of it because you're talking about like expanding about, consciousness. Yeah, consciousness, and, collective consciousness is. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could divorce it from religion in terms of organized religion in terms of yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, which people subjugation don't of women and children and whatnot. Right? Do you um the patriarchy? Yeah. Why did you stop meditating? Much like, um, you know, exercise or reading daily. It's just one of those things that... Yeah. um, It happens to a lot of people. It falls away for long periods of time. I want to reintroduce... Because I'm very susceptible to trance and stuff like that. Me too. I immediately, first time I did, I was like in it. I was like, wow, here we go. And I completely fell into it. Yeah. But also, I mean, you do... do Sorry, you said that you are doing it still? Yeah, I've been doing it for about a year now. Oh, my God. So what do you do? Do you do 20 times, two times a day? A lot of times I don't do it twice a day because... Because I'm bad. Yeah, but once a day, even, I mean, that seems... Yeah, I pretty much do it every day. Do you do it in the morning? Does it change when you do um, it? This is the problem with my life. This okay. is what I'm currently struggling with okay. in my life, is I feel like I am consistently inconsistent on a consistent basis. Yeah. I have nothing consistent. I think there's Me nothing too. consistent in my entire life. It's so bad. Nothing. I can't even eat the same breakfast three days in a row. Yeah. And I feel like that's going to kill me. Because, you know, you think, you think about the idea of, like, someone, like, someone who, like, you look at someone's lifestyle who, like, William Burroughs, right? Uh-huh. Um, did a lot of drugs. But I think he, uh, maybe he a good the example. same coffee shop every morning. Right, exactly. Had his table and had exactly. his thing, yeah. I have these, I have two eggs served to Very two David eggs Lynch, obviously. Me from, yeah. It's like a thing where you, if you, regularity creates a... Uh, your body gets, your body gets, tap, taps into that and it relies on it. Yeah. Um... This is like so off the subject, but I have a friend. Who, I have him on the podcast. My friend's brother's a, a neuroscientist, a doctor in neuroscience, and he was talking. He studies addiction. He's talking about how, uh, how basically, anytime someone overdoses on a drug, it's almost always outside of where they would normally be using it. Um, because what happens mm-hmm. is, let's say you're a heroin addict and you inject 10 milligrams of heroin every day, sitting in your blue chair at 4 p.m. Uh, what happens is your body, when 4 p.m. rolls around, your body is getting ready for, yeah. the, for the dose, and it prepares itself. So what happens is you can keep up. Let's say you, let's say you start upping the dose to get more of an effect. You start taking 15 milligrams or 20 milligrams of heroin to get the same intended effect because you're getting used to it. What always happens, people, the overdose is there a lot of times is they're outside of that place, so the body doesn't see it coming, and oh, 10 wow. milligrams of something it would normally be not enough and the normal setting is enough to kill them because they're their in a body, parking lot at yeah. 3 a.m. Because they just got fucking, they got blindsided. Wow. Because your body, it just loves 
it just loves um loves consistency. That could be the honestly the origin of all because I also write that yeah. with migraines, inconsistency, too much sleep one day, less like yeah. like eating at odd hours, and that again is completely my life. Yeah, and I really do love. I like um, like regularity. Like variety. I, I like um, variety is the spice of life. I love variety, but yeah. I do also love a sense of tradition. Yeah, and of and I do like to do the same things every day. Yeah, I think all, but we all do. I want to get back. I do feel like I do want to do to meditate. You again. should get back into it. Well, the reason I said just do that it today because you're talking about visual, like spatial. Yes, things. yes, that's a big part of it. I think I think some people will talk about this. I've I've never really talked about it. Uh, out loud, but I think that that's a um, meditating has helped me a lot with uh, uh, visualizing space. Hmm. Like it's this weird thing where I can visualize things in space so much better to the point where I think if I like I've actually gotten better at math. Well, isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I, because I mean, what math, math is just descriptions of geometry, right? It's not yeah. math doesn't exist. It's just yeah. like numbers that are ascribed to shapes that are real so yeah i think there's like a thing That's where i mean i don't know what your experience is with meditating but a lot of times i, I you have like sort of visions yeah you see things that are moving you see certain shapes or just things that are moving and they move in a sometimes they move in wildly complicated patterns where like there's no i couldn't draw this i couldn't animate this with a computer or describe thing, it even yeah yeah it's just like incredibly complex shapes and movements and patterns and things that are it's basically just it's just it's math right it's a form of it's math in light it's yeah it's, it's i love like that, that stuff the first time i ever truly like when i got my mantra and i was right. doing it the first like i had meditated 20 minutes in the morning or got my mantra and then did it again mm-hmm. and that night i had crazy dreams and yeah. what also was having was that and this happens i think a lot of people get this, but you know, like maybe right before you fall asleep, you're closing your eyes and you're almost just hallucinating on the back of your eyelids, like yeah. faces are emerging. And right. sometimes you see actual, like I've seen faces that yeah. someone, I've, I don't know who they are, but it's a completely articulated person. Yeah. I see that a lot. And it's, it's kind of like, scary. Who is that? Oh, it's scary. Yeah. I've had the urge to like open your eyes, but I'm like, no, I want to go deeper. Right. Um, cause yeah. I do like to hallucinate. I don't do yeah, it, it very great. often, but, um, so but yeah, I had that that first night, and right. of course my guy was like, oh, "Well, all right, you're made, you're made for this. This is this you're is good, baby. You're so, good at this thing. You're not supposed to try to be good at." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, guess what? I'm not supposed to say this, but uh, it turns out you might be really fucking good at this. <laughs> don't, but don't, don't 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 think about it in that way. Don't no effort. Don't expend any effort. Just try to be bad at it, and you'll. Oh, fuck. Oh, Shit, I fucked her up. God damn it, Tony. Yeah, I'm gonna get back into it. Get back into it. I think everyone should meditate. Listeners. Yeah, I think everyone should do it. It so, doesn't matter what you kind you do. Do you just miss you days, do. or do you just kind of do it? You just try to. I, I do you never, do it anywhere. Like I'm in my car. I have um, half an hour to kill. I've done it in the back of an of a cab or an Uber. I've done it. Um, I'll do it on the airplane. I'll, I love doing it on the airplane. It's yeah, great. Of course. I'll do it. Um, sometimes I'll do it like in the green room before a show. But sometimes it's hard hmm. because it's like a thing. People are. Well, if it's out of town, if it's like someplace where I'm like a club yeah, or something, alone. you kind of do it. But. It's always bad to do it if you feel like you're going to be interrupted because it's yeah. like, like this thing hovering. Yeah. Do you do you pretty naturally you're like oh twenty minutes is up like do you um, find that you usually hit that mark or do yeah you find sometimes you it's go... spooky it's like just like wow I know exactly I, I oh, open wow. my eyes on the dot that's so cool but it's cool but it's also I don't know uh, I mean I've talked to some people about this a little bit um, 
because as much as TM is great, there's a little bit of restrictiveness to it to where if you think about the people who created that whole form of meditation and the whole it's a whole lifestyle really they they didn't just do it for 20 minutes they would go in for hours they yeah. go deep yeah. and deep and just meditate for a very long periods of time and um to no end really it's not cuz you're not that's what kind of gets me I think cuz I have a problem with um with effort like it, some things fall into the category uh without me maybe realizing it or without me being conscious of it is I'm expending effort and effort is I feel like effort is the death of everything if mm-hmm. anytime you're trying to do something especially something as subtle as getting a result like results oriented oriented uh, thinking or behavior it's just like yeah like, like I can think of all the worst sets I've ever had as a comedian and it's been when I was like ah, this has got to be good <laughs> totally. like the worst yeah. the worst possible sets. yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's just so terrible all because I'm like not having fun with it I'm not like so true like, fucking off and just um it's like anything trying, trying to have an experience is like impossible yeah it's as so, soon as you start like yeah but it's a yeah. very it's like a I think it's a, a somewhat natural thing to to fall into and but it's it sucks, but yeah, it's nice to get out of it. I mean, you you probably have you have a good time with with stand up, right? Like, how do you find yourself getting into a place where, um, like, how do you remind yourself to to not take not take things too seriously? Yeah, to, to really like to really play with something or really like you know, yeah, to, to fuck off. I know, I know, because it's true. It it ties directly into stand up in that way. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I find like it's so hard to describe or it's like yeah. if you try to place it or like try to you can't conjure it you can't conjure the feeling that's maybe going to allow you to like to just like let go and not twirl. care or whatever or yeah but um but yeah but it's so visceral or it's like there's no mistaking it when it's happening yeah because you, you're in the moment and it just feels so good because you're just sort of uh you're floating yeah you're flying just want to float but uh, yeah, I don't know. But I think that enforcing these things mm-hmm. and, I, and like meditation, that could really help. Regularity. Yeah. I gotta get my consistent that really voice down. That just blows my. I really haven't thought about it like that. Mm. But I think that's. What about what? Like what? This idea of like regularity and consistency. Yeah. Because I my life is completely anything but consistent. I feel the same way. It bothers me. But I th- it's almost like I feel like it's uh kind of silly in a way because I'm sure someone. Who was like like a like a chill Hispanic dude who's my friend, whose name is Moses or something? Mm-hmm. He'd just be like, "Oh no, bro, you always do this." It's like, "Oh, right, really? Right, you know right. me more than I know me." Yeah, because I know. He just pulls, but you pull back a little bit. And you're like, "Oh no, it's all." I'm highly regimented. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, yeah. Like the NSA could find you in ten minutes because because you always go back in the house again after leaving. Because you think you forgot something yeah. and you didn't when actually you just don't want to leave because you're scared to be on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're scared yeah. to not be late. Yeah. Um, I'm scared to not be late. Kate. Wow. So that's my admission um, to close. I'm scared of not being late. Because what would I do if I get there earlier on time? I'm always 40 minutes early on the dot. <laughs> Are you really? I get, I arrive early. Because also, now that, I'm, now that I'm in LA, Girl, you weren't I'm on so, 40 minutes early for this. I was two minutes late. Okay. But I, um, yeah, I, I'm so nervous about driving and right. getting to, that I will overshoot and I will just fucking, I mean, I've arrived at places 40 minutes early. What are you doing to get there? What's your, what's your Well, thing? I don't go, I don't want to go in. So yeah, I'll sit in my car, I'll make a call or two. Right. I'll scan the feed. What feed? Uh, the Facebook oh, feed, Facebook. the Twitter I feed. About, like, maybe a, a deadline. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. maybe you have a scanner. <laughs> yeah. I'll scan. 
And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, is there any parting thoughts you have at all? Anything this has else? been really great and very yeah. helpful. I feel like I'm going to depart already with, you know. Well, that's, one, that's, that's the whole point. I've departed. I know <laughs> my body's still here. Great. But I'm, I'm enacting my new life. Uh, is there some place that people can go to enjoy mm. more? Um, let's see. I have a couple fun. I'll be, well, I'll be, I'm doing, um, MOCA, Museum oh. of Contemporary Art, Back to Art, mm. is doing is this performance series. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it's with performance artists and comedians and I'm excited to do, mm. I'm going to be, I'll be performing the 20th at 20th the Geffen of, Contemporary Theater. 20th of, of September. September. Of, of okay. September. Should, should be out by then so people can enjoy that. Yeah. It's just one time thing? It's a one time thing. I'm just looking at It's a, um, I think I'll be doing like a half hour. Nice. So it'll be a, um, you know, a healthy dose. Uh, the 28th, I'll be at uh, the Satellite and Neil Hamburger show. Yes. I'd say those are the kind of like noteworthy, up, you know, if you're uh, DC, I'll be in DC early October, uh, Portland later October. Twitter? Twitter is the best way to reach me. Which is and to find my contacts, which are it's my name. The okay. K is hard. K A T E B E R L A N T Berlant. Great. Thank uh, you. That's all. Great. Dustin, is there anything I should say right now, just to end it? Is your, can you pop it in the mic or no? Is that possible? To do a, do want like a like a Miles Davis or Rudy Van? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Dustin, is there anything else we should just know before we wrap it up? Just like just say some stuff, like information maybe. Um, like yeah, the, check out uh, other podcasts, Imperial Audio. Hell yeah. If you like the singing sounds of Johnny Pemberton. I love mm. this. Well, this is like, you know, like when they have those, um, like the, the alternate master takes of a Miles Davis album when you hear. Oh. Yeah, I love that shit. You know, yeah. fucking. The symbols. Keep listening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.